Super exciting podcast for you guys right now. Two of two killers from the island. Brian They're gonna be here today, Pale. so we showed up. <laughs> oh. No, you guys are perfect. I can't believe we haven't had you yet on this podcast because um, from from all the people I know, you guys can geek out on gear and ukes like the best of them so I, I feel like we got to do this somewhat regularly we'll take that as a compliment I guess. oh yeah you want to yeah. be on the weekly podcast <laughs> awesome. i wish well i live in mililani i so know right right there down the road dongyang and then here <laughs> that would oh, be the Kilani bakery but we make a timeline so but they close the at 5 30 on Thursdays. Yes. <laughs> oh we'll, we'll arrange a pickup for you Who got the oh it's oh. a korean uh, restaurant oh. legendary like, sorry I, I overuse that word Legendary. No, but they've been it? in Waiwa no, for <laughs> not even. ever. Not even. Um, yeah. But yeah, but thanks for having us. Yeah. You know. Uh, and it, it all... Actually, I should have brought the case that you... Um, the Oahu case that I have from Andrew. It's a, it's a great case, ukulele case. With the fiberglass one. Yeah, yeah, and it's just... It fits because this one just doesn't seem to fit the fiberglass you know don't, um, the Japanese made ones I think mm. it's just a little bit too it presses right on here you know when I close it so it does mm. I can close it but I have to and then lock it so the Oahu case is uh, they do it's it perfect just right and they're not you know like they 100 say, you know? pounds like my Amirataj Kamaka oh, case yeah. the that's the beast that's, that's bad. the army tank I've that's called a new shipping bracket when we have to send it somewhere yeah. Speaking of, there's one right there. It's I mean, I feel like the, the, the stock Kamaka case they make for their instruments is an excellent case, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it's just because I travel a lot, so mm-hmm. I just don't feel as secure, so I have to carry the tank with me. But now I use the, uh, the Oahu case when I travel, when I just went to Japan and stuff. And it's perfect. It's lighter. And it actually, you know, Kamaka has the... Uh, uh, not sleeve. What do you call that? To put yeah, on it's the like case. a ca- bag. bag for the uh, case. Bag. You used to bag. carry your Emeritage case around? Yeah. Oh, it hurt your back. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I squeezed the Oahu case into the Kamaka like, gig bag. And it, it, a certain angle, I can zip it so it's perfect. Did you carry it on your right shoulder? So you can probably like punch through a wall with oh, that, that, that the thing is so <laughs> heavy you know I've, I've dropped the case and it's you know when you shake people's because, because a lot of times well not a lot of times sometimes when we go to Japan uh, depending on where we're going they won't allow it in the plane because the planes are smaller and doesn't fit in the overhead they're like oh sir this uh, exceeds the weight limit of <laughs> yeah. carry-ons like, oh I didn't know there was a weight limit yeah so yeah, thanks for the case. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Talk about Let's this go. uke. Um, this Looks is like uh, a custom a Kamaka uh, Koa body and side spruce top. Well, most of it is still spruce. <laughs> uh, ebony fingerboard. I think these are Gilbert tuners. Um, super accurate. Um, I have one of the, if not only now, LR bags. It was called the Hex Pickup for guitars, Erklude developed it. Um, 
but I guess this is the quad and it's uh, super balanced each string has a pickup um, and I don't get any percussive overtones when I play it so it's super clean uh, yeah I love that about that pickup yeah um, so you you were you've been in a band with Chris Kamaka for many years, but like he's I mean, older though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, did you work with Casey on this one or? I'm um, kind of. You know, I when he was building it, I, I kind of went in to the shop and see it in various stages. Then I'll, I'll just rub it and <laughs> tap it and impart my mana into sure, the, the the coal would. Oh, it's so. Yeah, this is. It's so dirty though. <laughs> You're gonna yeah, take that nice. thing down. So this this sawdust. was, um, I got this in nineteen. Nineteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 16? when was the ninetieth anniversary? So that was like thirteen years ago, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. they're hundred three years still old. Two thousand. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> from then 2006 but prior to that I had I was using my 1986 Kamaka four string for that long and it had one of the older uh, the Fishman pickups mm. the one I think when Jake's they were going to discontinue it Jake bought like mm. up All the of rest of them yeah yeah you know and, and they're, they're a lot punchier they're a lot cleaner um, those pickups so but they have that more percussive sound a little bit more, yeah, 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 yeah. And not as... This one to me is just accurate. Yeah. You know, and I can be Balance. more articulate, you know, up and down the, the fretboard. Um, but... And I have these uh, bridge beads. Bridge. Mm. You know, they're for classical guitars. Because I'm lazy, you just zip it in and it locks and it... Where do you get those? I... Dayton... Arima said, hey, Brian, you want to try these? So I said, shoots. He's, he's a guitarist. Um, and the theory behind it is the string just comes up from the, uh, um, what is this? Bridge? The bridge? The bridge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking saddle, but <laughs> I was like, wait, there's no saddle over here. <laughs> so, so the angle of the string just comes straight on a string. Instead of, you know how sometimes it's looped around? Mm. So it kind of restricts the tone. and But that's, that's the oh. theory behind it. So it's supposed to give you more articulation and more, a little more sustain. and Yeah. Uh, Maybe it creates like a sharper yeah, angle so that it's, it's more it's downward like the, pressure. The bridge. Uh, what do you call those? Pins. 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 <laughs> um, the, the yeah, so there's angle. no, there's just an angle and not tied around. Mm. Um, and oh, I just. Interesting. Yeah. I'm lazy, so it's easier to string this way. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's all about when you're performing, being comfortable with, you know, knowing your sound and um, just being confident that it'll sound consistent all the time. Yeah. Do you just take one uke when you go Pretty do much. tours and stuff? Pretty much. I'm not that good. I'm not like Kalega Meow or anything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I usually just take one, you know. Actually, Kalei told me that he learned how to play accompaniment from you. Like, that's... Well, well you know, and I, I think early on when he was starting, I said, I just go find somebody to go jam with, you know, like, and he did. Um, Brad, right? Call, call me. 
Yeah. Just be, learning to be an accompanist. Accompanist? Yeah, that's the one. That one. <laughs> uh, I thought you were because saying It's a like, different mentality. If, it's, it's a it different uh, train of thought where the spotlight isn't always on you. So you, you have to know when to not play. And it's the hardest thing, you know, for young ukulele players, aspiring ukulele players, uh, especially soloists, is learning when not to play. Mm. You know, music has to breathe. Especially if, if there's a vocalist, right? That's what they're listening to. Yeah. Especially if there's a hula dancer, that's what they're looking at. They don't need some guy just shredding every song between... <laughs> no, that's you know, why... But that's know. what happens. You know, not, not, not all young ukulele players do that. I don't have any gigs. Some of my good friends. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not looking at Holly. No, people want I'm right the, here. the, yeah, the tastefulness, you know, when they're choosing their yes. their backups. It's like, and they, and, yeah. and I think that that's why I get, I get um, a lot of gigs with a lot of different artists because you have to go into it the mindset. It's not about me, right? How yeah. do I support or how do I enhance? Say Raya Helm mm-hmm. or Natalie Ayi or whoever, Holly Hakusi Berry, whoever <laughs> um, I'm accompanying, you know, because there's a lot of times where you see uh, young ukulele players or just aggressive ukulele players. They're they're aggressive throughout the whole song, right? And then when it's time to take their solos, or it's like they already did it, <laughs> you know. So there has to be dynamic. Over the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So there, there has to be dynamic. Uh, range range mm. in what you do you know so when you do take that solo it's more impactful than if you already did it before you know you know what i mean oh yeah. you can't only eat yeah. noodles so and, and, that's, and that's just through <laughs> through experience and just listening actually you know learning to listen and i encourage any ukulele player who wants to do what i do you just gotta jump in a fire and just play with a lot of different people you know because everyone plays different Everyone plays you know, in, in that vein, like we were talking with Cynthia earlier mm-hmm. about um, the, I guess, lack of ukulele clubs here and stuff. Mm-hmm. But after the cameras turned off, you were sharing some of your thoughts. I, I don't know. You remember kind of wh- what well, that? I think a lot of it is um, it's part of our culture. So it's always around us. It's not something that we had. We have to go and find, you know. Uh, the ukulele was borned. Borned? <laughs> that might be borned. right? Borned. Is, so. is that why Rahali? Borned. So you can... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a language <laughs> consultant. <laughs> it's my Ololo. Uh, I feel no. like in Hawaii, you don't have to, you know, be uh, correct with I know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to edit it, right? <laughs> no. no. no I mean, we never know. Because growing up, it was like the ukulele, horn music, all that. It was always always a, a part of stuff that we did, whether it be parties or uh, uncles and aunties playing in the kitchen. and uh, So it was always around us. You know, it's for a lot of other people in the mainland or wherever across the world, it's like they're... they're uh, second culture so they thrive to go do that mm-hmm. to yeah, go learn as much as they can them. do and you know they it's like uh, Japanese hula dancers mm-hmm. you know there's more hula dancers around the world than there are in Hawaii mm-hmm. because they they found a passion for it so they want to learn they they take yeah. the workshops they do all of these things they're willing to invest yeah but in Hawaii it's like yeah I didn't even realize that when you said it I was like yeah it is it's, it's a part of our culture so it's not we don't have to make it a special 
Yeah, we're, we're already think it maybe is special because it's part of us, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it uh, whether you play or not, you know, whether you go to a wedding, baby love funerals, yeah, um, it's just always it, it has always been around uh, us from what is that eighteen seventy nine ish? Yeah, it's funny though because like I have family that moved to the mainland, and it's like the way that they raised their kids, it's like more like Hawaiian than like yeah. most of the people here because I think they're they, trying they to hold on to exactly, that culture exactly. and we just kind of it's like it's everywhere like like um Craig Chi for instance he didn't really find that passion until he went away mm. yeah because he went uh Oregon is that to Oregon, Oregon? Yeah. was it Oregon State yeah. nah Craig just kidding <laughs> he oh, told me to ask you um, what it was like when they brought over the first ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> he always, oh, he always. Great, great. Great. I was like, oh, it's gonna turn into a roast. It's not a fun. <laughs> <Yeah. ball." laughs> no, I know Kalei. I mean, Kalei was have, itching to. You know, ask it can be just question. he and I, and we just—it's it, just fun. Um, we actually connected while we were in uh, Australia for the Cannes Ukulele Festival, is where I first met Craig. Um, Actually, and Sarah. Well, I knew Sarah from before. You know, I did something in San Diego, and she was just starting out playing jazz ukulele. She had these cool Catwoman glasses, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which Craig hates. Um, so I always say that I knew Craig and Sarah before they knew they were Craig and Sarah. So because they were both in Australia at the same time, and but I don't know if they were in. Oh, this is before they had a relationship. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, it was brewing. What was the question? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. We're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about Craig. He went away. Yeah. That's when he found Oh, yeah. So, the and then he, he, because he went away. Yeah. You know, if he stayed here, maybe he wouldn't have mm. uh, been the ukulele player or uh, teacher that he is today. Mm. I understand that. I think if, yeah. Yeah. If I, if I lived somewhere else, I would try to. I don't know. Retain some yeah, of exactly. this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have be kids different. and yeah. you want them to experience that on some level too. Yeah. 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 There yeah, is yeah. an Ohana and uh, Aloha is real, you know. Oh, so it's, it, like, it's it's super tangible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just part of our being, I think, growing up. We take it for granted. But, you know, if we go away, we know people who don't have Aloha. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, we, we, we feel that. Yeah. You see it when you're driving around on the mainland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so when we're on the mainland, the mentality changes a little. Yeah, we kind of just hey, how's it? <laughs> you know, and start it's, thinking. It's more, yeah. When you guys said that, I started thinking about if I moved away, and I kind of went off for a second. I got super sad all of a sudden. It's like, <laughs> no. I was like, I didn't really realize it, and I thought about it. If I was away and thinking of what I would want to take with me from here, because I was been here since I was like seven years old, but yeah, I got super sad. That would suck. <laughs> I know. When I'm gone for a long early. time and then I come back in, just the air. Yeah. I just feel like, oh, God. Thank you. you. The yeah. salt. But, but, but part of that is that, that reason why maybe um, there aren't as many ukulele clubs or, yeah. you know, those types of things here because it's, it's already part of us. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, if Cynthia organizes something, then then, then, then it's cool. on. <laughs> then it's on, man. But you were saying there's there are some things that that you guys do as well, right? Well, I I try to you know my my biggest thing is because there are gr- a lot of great teachers out there 
who, who take you from entry level, take you all of that. Um, but I like to expose people to how I learned, how we kind of learned. Um, you know, you hear it, you see it, and you catalog it. Because a lot of people um, I see on the mainland, Japan, wherever, can you play me a song? Sure. Let me get my book. Mm. And then where, you know, for us, Hale and I, uh, when we gig together, we work hard on um, musical awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we work hard on it. I'm not saying we're successful at it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when um, Kale and, and Corey play, you know, they're always listening, right? Mm. They're not just, they're, there's texture, there's, um, it becomes musical because notes are just notes. If there's no emotion behind that, you guys writing this down? <laughs> I was gonna say because you recorded first time when we were talking story about playing it, you're like, um, I, I can't say the word. I'm not gonna attempt. But playing with somebody else, like playing together, is like you, yeah. a accompaniment, accompaniment. Uh, yeah. Uh, you 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 taught me that, and I was like, yeah, it's extremely important. After playing with Jeremy and stuff I was like oh yeah right I, you cannot just fire all the time yeah. yeah you have to find space you have to work on uh, dynamics and and he'd always um, tell me he's like hey can you can you back off on your volume like, oh I didn't even know right <laughs> right 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 so and, Corey, and that's what up. so so <laughs> turn my like, volume off what do you mean my name's Corey what do you mean <laughs> I'm supposed to be this loud no but you know when you're playing with somebody else or even more more so in a trio you we're really listening. I'm really listening. So you don't clash either, Exactly. Right? So everybody kind of stays in their own lane, but it's blending. You know, you, not everyone is always firing, which you have to be cohesive. Mm. And a lot of it is you got to listen. That's the most important thing when you accompany somebody. It's like, okay, where am I according to who I'm playing with? Because see if, I use this as an example, see if Raya Thea Helm is singing a song, right? If she's singing... And you've heard her sing, mm -hmm. sweet, pure, but her volume is maybe at 50%. Mm -hmm. I cannot play more than that. So I got to listen and play, you know what, I got to play at 40%. Now, if Amy Hanayali is singing the same song and she's singing it's here, then I, can, then I can play louder. But a lot, a lot of people, they're not put in those positions to make those decisions. It's like, I know this song, but Rai is just singing super clean and super pure you know um, so that that's some of the things that I teach when I do workshops is you know for like workshops everyone wants uh, the latest strum the latest bells and whistles all that technical stuff mm. so it's all in here how do you connect this with this though eventually mm. you're going to have to put all that together in real time yeah but doing stuff by memory, working with dynamics, working with playing less, you know, and that's that's, that's what helps hard, make me super difficult. Uh, yeah, but you have to put yourself. I, I can, you can study how to be an accompanist, but if you're never put in a position, then you're really not going to learn. Like with Jeremy or with Brad, right? And it it'll only make you a better musician, so that when you do solo stuff, you're always thinking about those things too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it, and it's just being a, uh, I don't want to say better, more efficient musician when you play music, you know, because uh, when people don't need, okay, when I record, 
It's it's never Brian Tolentino and Raya Helm. You know, it's like Raya asked me to record. So it's like, okay, I'm listening to the music. How do I support that? I don't really care if anybody knows that's me playing ukulele. Yeah. So you really got to chuck your ego at the door. You know, so that's what benefits me. And then, of course, if I do solo work, that's a different hat I have to wear. And then the spotlight is always on me, right? And that's just a totally different mentality. But I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine like just playing, jamming with and studio musicians people. through the years. You know, nobody knew like the no. you know a lot of the, like the Motown guys. You know, yeah. it was always somebody else had the spotlight, but those guys laid it down. You know, so Lyle Ritz, right? Exactly. Yeah, Lyle's. You know, been on some surfers, insane amount of albums and. Not the, the surfers, the, the beach surfers. Beach boys. Yeah, the beach boys. <laughs> the beach boys. Yeah. That's Lyle yeah, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. bass. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Lauritz, yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, you learn something every. Yeah, so he was one of the wrecking crew, yeah? He's a. There's a there's somewhere. That's it right there. Yeah, so he was part I took of the wrecking crew. A couple bass lessons from him back in the day. He was part yeah. of the wrecking crew. Tommy Tedesco, Carol Kay, those guys, like yeah. the guys who did now Sunday Sunday share. Yeah. All of those, you know. Oh, yeah. And so Lyle was a bass player. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like, you know, I'm like, you know. Just, it be, being a bass player, <laughs> studio, it, I mean, that's the ultimate of like being tasteful and supportive. Like, you know, yeah. it's not about you. I yeah. mean, James Jameson managed to do a whole ton of stuff and still stay out of the way. But, yeah. you know, it depends on. Uh, Most important job is being a timekeeper. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Tastefully. And. You That's know, and art. I take this to heart. A good friend of mine, Byron Yasui, he used, to, he used to tell me, you know, Brian, when great accompanist is noticed when he's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like there's, there's a missing element. So it's, it's, he says it's like air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when it's on, it's just white noise, right? But when it's off, he's like, and not like, hey, something is missing. Yeah. You know, so and I, you have to have that mentality. Um, to be an accompanist and you know I'm proof you can be successful doing that you know a lot of um, Holly and I were uh, talking about this over Korean food at Dongyang yeah. uh, two blocks that way <laughs> yeah um, a lot of younger ukulele players they are more um, how do I put this uh, interested in celebrity. Uh, yeah. It's the world we live in now. With yeah. all the I mean, I mean he's a soloist. Yeah. You know, so th- there aren't too many people who, who are trying to be accompanists. You know, whether it be in the Hawaiian music scene or... Uh, but I give one of our friends, Mika Kane, I don't know if you know Mika. Um, he comes in and sits in with us at Nico's or wherever our gigs just to learn how to be an accompanist. Because he, he, he's the first graduate uh, with the degree, his instrument was ukulele, classical ukulele, and he was Byron's student. But so when we play, his job is to play where I'm not playing, you know, because or else it's like two piano players playing yeah. Yeah. the same chord on the piano. There's all of these keys. There's so many different, you know, Find everyone plays space. here. Everyone learns to play here. But you can speak a whole better language if you learn how to play all up here. You know, again, Byron would say, you know, you paid for this. You might as well use it. <laughs> yeah. So there's sometimes when I gig with right tail, it's two ukuleles. I'll never attempt to play a duplicate chord. 
just because the sound spectrum is like this, you know. So a lot of times people, they're playing all the right chords, but it's on the first three frets. So how does that enhance what someone else is already doing? It's like piano players playing CEG, CEG, the same chord. Why not make use of all of the keys, all the inversions, yeah? And it's, it's not always like this, right? If Rai is doing this, sometimes I'll just play on a two and four. Just to reinforce. Up strum. But you can hear a chord two different ways. You can hear it this way, but you can hear it this way too. You know, like if you're playing, I'll do subtle changes in the voicing that, to me, enhance. Am I talking too much? No, no, no. no it's no. kind of like Keep with, with you know, singing, <laughs> though. Like, I'm into like, it. Wait, there's five out of mics, you know? <laughs> oh, this is, this is awesome. I don't have no, anything better than breathing. you to say. Holly, talk about this this killer uh, uke in your hands oh, here. Yeah. So, is, um, oh, yeah. I love the sound this of is, this. Uh, this is my kamaka that Casey built. It's a... Uh, Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I worked, you know. <laughs> it's it's uh, all like $6,000. <laughs> something like that. Um, so it's a it's a 19-inch scale baritone with a tenor body. And um, so one of my favorite ukulele players is Kahawanu Lake. Mm. And uh, an employee of Kamaka used to build ukuleles. His name was Casey Young. And this was kind of his formula mm -hmm. for tenor ukuleles so he would tune this GCEA but um, I I've been hanging out with Brian and listening to Dr. B and Benny and I was totally sucked in by um, Benny's tuning his um, the the re-entrant baritone and I was like yes all of the Kahawano Lake stuff is in this tuning because you're mm. like on a staff the lowest pitch is still a low G so everything is in there. It's just in the wrong wrong spot. <laughs> so um, yeah. So it's a it's a Sitka and Indian rosewood. And uh, the the reason for the tone wood choice is I brought in my favorite nylon string guitar, and I kind of let, I went like this. Said, Case, build me an ukulele. Like that. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he was like, oh okay. And he kind of like looked at it and he took some pictures and he played it a little bit. And he was like, oh, okay. And so the first thing, of course, the first thing built is the body. So kind of like what Brian did. You go, there's a resonant frequency. Every time you add something to the body, you add the bridge, the resonant frequency changes. So I'd just hum into the ukulele. And if you hum long enough, the whole back of the ukulele vibrates. And the pitch changes that resonates the body every time you add something. The first time he glued the neck, or he it's glued. Yeah, glued. He glued the neck. The resonant frequency went up because it's stiffer for having right. the fretboard and the neck and all of that. I was like, oh, okay. And that was interesting for me to learn. And it kind of helped me decide what tuning to put on here. Because I, I originally had that tuning with a low G and it's kind of this. But the combination and the strings I had on didn't quite do what I wanted it to do until I found this. And now it sounds like what I want it to sound like. And it, believe me, he's tried <laughs> sets and sets and sets of not ukulele strings, classical guitar strings, 
where he'd mix mix and match. What were you telling me, Holly? You went into a, a <laughs> guitar store center. Yeah, or, 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 or a guitar. So we were on tour for the first Ukulele Friends album, uh, Brian and Herb, and um, so in true fashion, this was ready the week before I left. <laughs> so put in the pickup, and uh, Chris kind of said, "Well, just don't tighten it up all the way. Give it a week." So <laughs> I have a set of strings on there that came from the shop. And uh, we walked into like oh, the guitar center, guitar center or something. something like that. We we're in California, and I kind of just went across the nylon string guitar wall, and I went like this, and I just grabbed everything, grabbed Severes, <laughs> you know, um, I grabbed GHS strings, like at least ten I sets. Grab everything. So talk about what you ended up with now on it. Oh, so this is, ooh, what is the guy's name? Oh, it's called Luthier strings. Oh, yeah. so, so if you're um we'll see he knows yeah. so this is a hybrid of two sets of luthier strings they are the the strings that uh guitarist paco de lucia used oh. like exclusively before he passed and we just uh we were across across the the aisle from them at nam and we kind of like i kind of just stuck my face in the case i was like oh there's baritone strings he's like oh and he he the first time I can't recall his name, but he gave me he gave me a re-entrance set and he gave me a low D set for baritone, and I kind of went home after the after the show and I like MacGyvered a set, and this that's what I ended up with. But in the meantime, I had Severes and um, Didario, and I had GHS on there, and I had Aquilas on there, I had like. If you just go to the store and buy, like, the wall. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. And then, like, you know, string tensions per pitch, and you get super geeky, and you find stuff that works. Yeah, I, th I think, like, um, for strings, you know, a lot of people just buy a blanket set, you know, whatever it is. I tend to use, look at gauges and see what gauges work best on, like, the C string, the mm -hmm. E string, A string. So I, I have a stock Kamaka that I'm always trying all, all kinds of strings just to see... Um, how they feel, uh, how they sound. Um, yeah, oh, that's so I interesting. Don't, I, don't, I don't use what, it. What is on yours now? This, I have a um, Tomastic Low. Is it the CF30? The Low G? One of the 30s. I don't know which 30 it is, though. The flat one, one right? Yeah. I think it's from the Super the Lono. Is it master master? Oh, okay. to and this this is the Severus Alliance classical guitar mm, strings. Yeah. So this is the uh, what is it? What's the, the C guitar string? strings. So this is the eight <laughs> E string. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? The uh, what is it? Wait, so no, but they, D, they make an alliance like ukulele set and. It's I haven't tried bit, those. Yeah, it's a little bit different. For you use the guitar set. I right? use the guitar set. Yeah. I've, and on this ukulele. On my other ukuleles, I have different different sets of strings just because I want that tonal quality. It's different for each. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's why I don't use like blanket sets. Like I'll buy worth strings and I'll use it for all my yeah. ukulele. I only use these strings. Yeah, I mean, there's some people. I don't yeah. want to name names, but um, <laughs> that you know they get sponsored well, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to use this on every ukulele. No, I have Aquilas on one of my uh, uh, resonators because I want that punchiness. Mm. Yeah, 
and it's, I'm usually playing only the first five frets anyway. I have worth um, strings on one of my other ukuleles. I want that more. I don't oh, know. Oh, my baritone. Like, yeah, I, I have that on Martin, my Martin baritone. Yeah. I oh think man, you guys strings, go deep. Huh? You guys go deep, subtle, <laughs> yeah. subtle. No, because I, and I've tried different sets on it, um, and just because I like the tone of this one. Uh, Benny Chong has a worth set that is specific to his mm. different gauges on his. I tried that on this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think versus what you got there? Is um, a little bit brighter, maybe. No. Uh, so the the string for me, the string tension and resonance was different because Benny's ukulele is actually a baritone sized body. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. I needed. Something different. Same like, scale though. He has is he the, still doing a nineteen scale. inch scale? Yeah, it's a nineteen inch scale with the cutaway, but the baritone body a little bit bigger shoulders. Mm. I was like, that I couldn't imagine a better set for his that ukulele right, right, right. than the set he has on it. Yeah, it's a good example of what Brian's talking about. It's, yeah. it's quite unique. It's perfect instant. for his that yeah. that setup. You know, the different woods, different. Um, the wood is so organic, so it's always going to be changing. Mm. You know. It breathes, it moves. Um, because who knows, I may change the set on this maybe in a couple of years just because it. I want to try something different and I feel... Well, it you know, well it's it like you said, it's like awareness, right? Like you're trying to compliment somebody else when you're playing. You're kind of tr- you're trying to compliment the instrument and as it changes too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if it were like uh, one of those... Um, Kloss. What was that ukulele we saw this past week? Was it Kloss? Carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. Those aren't going to probably move too much. Right. You know what I mean? So you, it'll be consistent. Or the blackbirds, yeah? Blackbirds are uh, carbon fibers. No. E core. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's E core. <laughs> yeah, they also have that. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, you probably visited them a lot yeah. in San, San Francisco. Francisco yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was him in them. I was m- mean to go see him. Paul, right? What's his? Joel. Joel. The other Paul. Yeah, yeah Joel. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Paul there, too, though. Oh, that's right. right. He did the inlay See? stuff, right? Oh, nice save. Yeah. Nice save. <laughs> he's, he's the guy I usually talk to. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, Joel is a lot white. Lot white. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah. Big bowler head. Speaking he's of, awesome. Speaking of, of Nam, I remember I was, um, you're talking about the 19-inch oh yeah baritone and then I got to play uh, Uncle Benny's and then I was like oh this isn't a standard 20 inch baritone yeah and he's like oh yeah cause like, I can't play it already anymore I was like <laughs> but you you literally just played the hardest song in the <laughs> world yeah my hands don't work cause like okay whatever <laughs> he's he's on the his side hand is like this he's like oh it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. it stretches and man. he's like almost legally deaf you know <laughs> Barno says he's the world's greatest deaf ukulele <laughs> player. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like he's trying to talk to about someone that's like far away, but he's like, you know, this person over there. About that. <laughs> I'm like, uncle, uncle. <laughs> Turns his uh, hearing aids more, up. <laughs> more, more people. I mean, this is just we're talking about this again. Um, should try and play more chord melody. You know the younger the younger guys mm. um, that don't really have a unique sound or style yet. And, but we're talking higher level of ukulele players. 
you know, play some of that stuff that or is attempt to play. Is that something you can kind of show, like a small example right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> can I slide you a... No, so... Here's so, a, um, a plate of Dong Yang. So uh, <laughs> you know, a, a song like um, Jungle Rain in... Uh, uh, G. Yeah, G. In um, chord melody. Yeah, so it'd be something like, instead of... Uh, how's the song go? Right? So a lot of people would wait for an accompanist and play all the single string stuff. But if you're playing chord melody stuff, it would sound like...
<laughs> you guys got that? Okay, that's how you do it. Something like that. Something like that. Not bad. Not bad. That was amazing. No, that was but I mean, it, you know, it's musical. We keep it. Yeah, you keep it musical. Yeah. yeah. What is it that's like amazing. kind of like the art of like I don't know a pretty song like that is almost kind of like like you don't see or hear it as much, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess like I would say I'm just old. That's why <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a fifty, yeah, fifty year old bottle of scotch. So but it's so and then so it's it's not just notes. You know, I'm not I'm not thinking, just thinking about playing the correct notes. How do you play it? You know, there are glisses. There try to like when he's playing, I'll play a little bit softer. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, and just make it a musical. You just gotta feel it. Yeah, Connecting because... all the technical with this. Mm. Because you would know if I was trying to squeeze every little technical technique into it, but feel forced, or you would hear. Yeah, that you just through, yeah. sometimes you yeah. just gotta let it let it go, you know, let it go. So then, if I did want to do the technical stuff, then again, it would be more impactful. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Some of your runs in there were kind of fast, but it was like you know a little flurry here and it, there. It's kind of I, I use Jake a lot as an example. You know, when he was with Pure Heart and. Everything was so frenetic. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's like... <sighs> but now, if you've been to a concert of his... Oh, yeah. yeah. You can just l- yeah. hear a pin drop. Because mm-hmm. he uses dynamics. He's so clean. And people... Uh-huh. They're, they're leaning in and, you know. So he's learned You know that, that show part. you guys did? You opened up... And I think you guys played with him uh, some too. Like, like a with the Christmas or, or Yeah, something. it was like a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. That was, was one like of the best sounding... Yeah shows i've ever been to like everybody just sounded amazing but he's gotten to such a level it's like it's pretty awesome to see live in the right setting with really good sound you know yeah and and and, and great not not us but he you know he had great musicians with him um clay for example um he knows how to do that you know i'm not i'm not just saying because he's here but he's 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 learned to do that because a lot of ukulele players from that generation, you know, Jake was one of the guys who inspired them to play. You know, all of that frenetic, all of that yeah, Jake stuff. Big time. But <laughs> now he don't sound like Jake because mm-hmm. of how he plays. You know, he he's very tasteful, but then he can kick you in the butt on the next song or Mach 30 or whatever hell that name of that song is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 30, that yeah. early stuff was really yeah. Jake yeah, influenced, right, right, but right. his stuff more recently is kind of, it, he, you know, people find their own voice. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's what you need to do because yeah. um, emulating is a great start, man. We all did that. I, yeah. I did that as a musician. Because you learn quicker when you emulate. Yeah, someone, it's like, you know? and you get inspired. Oh, yeah, I want to do that. But then there comes a point where do you want to impart your own kind of... you want to be you? Mm-hmm. You know, you need your own identity, especially if you can perform, right? I didn't want to be a Peter Moon clone, you know, growing up, but I, I, I learned all of the riffs and, and stuff. You know, I listened to Eddie Kamai, and, but I incorporate a lot of um, other types of music and musicians I listen to, you know, I listen, I listen to Benny a lot, but he don't play Hawaiian music. But there's a lot of stuff that he does musically. It's like, oh, I like that. So I, I try and incorporate that with the Hawaiian music. Listening to Hiram Olsen on guitar, um, Kukia Mung on guitar. You know, these are like the top-lying guitar accompanists back in the day and even now. 
So I listen. I listen to how they do, and, and I try and emulate on the ukulele. It's good to get influenced by other instruments, because oh, yeah. then you're op- automatically not going to end yep. up sounding, sounding like... like yeah. you know, yep. I you know, I listen to piano players mm. a lot. I listen to steel guitars. It's like, oh, I like that run. I'm going to try and incorporate that. I listen to a lot of uh, slacky players, you know, so you can get... It's actually really, really important to listen to people who play another instrument, yeah. you know, because like on, a lot of people ask me, like, who are your influences? And when I tell them who they are, sure, there is that ukulele side to it. But then it's even I've been influenced even more oh, by yeah. so much different styles of music, the guitar, drums. And they're like, whoa, Beats, I was like, yeah, because like you come up with new things, you get more ideas. And if you're trying to be yourself and you know have your own identity as a musician then you got to take bits and pieces from everything not just one one exactly. part of the pie you want you want the whole thing you know <laughs> that's why he sounds like Kalega Miao mm-hmm. cuz if if he only listened to Jake and there's nothing wrong with that then you would hear heavily influenced by what he does sounding like Jake you know, he'd be playing Hawaii Five O and Wipeout, Tokata, and Body Tokata, Surf, body and forgetting surfing. the bridge, and yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, but that's okay. You know, that, that that really is okay. But to find your own voice, this is profound. But you need your own voice. <laughs> yeah. You know, you maybe sometimes you have to like live for a little while and kind of oh, yeah. become who you are. Yeah, and that's why I encourage younger ukulele players, especially if they want to accompany or play with other musicians, not just ukulele players. You know, I play with this guy. He's and I'm still not fired. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding. As far as music, uh, when you guys gig, are you on guitar most of the oh, time? How's or? this? I play my ukulele. He brings his Telecaster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it works. Though. And we play Hawaiian music because we're working hard. Where is he playing? What tone is he getting from mm-hmm. the guitar? Where can I play? When do I not play? You know, because a lot of times when he's he's taking lead, the whole bottom end drops out, mm-hmm. right? So because I have a low G, I'm just stroking like just my G, C, and E string going. Yeah, filling that in. So I'm not even I'm not even attempting to hit the A string, because a lot of times that's where he that's right in his wheelhouse. So I'm doing, and because I'm playing like. Uh, bar chords and stuff I can mute instead of right you know those are the right chords but I sonically I want to hear try and hear more of the low end well you're you're like the the percussion and the he's, you know setting the, right the tones the of like you know yeah right exactly yeah yeah and he's the whole piano it's like some other stuff he's playing but you have to be willing to accept the fact that I can learn 20 years my senior like Benny Byron Dam yeah Uh, and then still learn from 20 years my junior you have to be receptive to that angle we were playing like son of a bitch what chord was that (laughs) like what you know it's like so when we finish that song I said what was that should I play that and then I'll try to figure out the voicing and so the next time it's like okay 
I get it. So I, I learned a lot from him. He doesn't oh, yeah, get no. enough credit for being the guitarist or the geek that he is because um, pretty much when he plays with his Nahoku Hano Hano award winning group <laughs> and second place Grammy winner, group Nahua. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Oh, um, you know, it's 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 pretty, it's pretty straightforward, chalangalang Hawaiian hardcore falsetto stuff. But we'd be playing jazz stuff. We'd be just playing. Our thing is, we either gonna mess up the arrangement, or we're gonna mess up the vamps. Mess up by it's like totally changing stuff because we can. Yeah. Just because we can. Yeah. You know. No, you know what Zach told me this morning. He said he took a lesson from you a while back. Yeah. He said that's. To this day, the best lesson he's ever had, really? and he's still yeah. Zach building. Never ever played like scales. And he stuff said he's and still like, working off oh, of it. This, that's a minor, and you have to do this, and you have to flat that. And I was like, No, really? No, oh, he said crap. it like totally changed like, the way he plays. Like, Holly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I never thought I, I, would I thought see that I just like I thought I just blew over the top, and he was like, Nah, the heck with this guy. <laughs> oh, and he suddenly <laughs> no, he started talking about it. You know, it's like he he never knew anything about what he was doing, and then. I think after that, like he said, he kind of started talking mind. to me about scales and like how they Nobody relate. Nobody says that about me. Just <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking about you like you, you, when you, you can go 20 years, you're yeah. senior. You're talking about 20, 20 and then 20. Well, so then, though, so I didn't know you were like 100 years old. <laughs> I am. <Yeah. laughs> okay, because <laughs> ben, Uncle Benny is so at least 150. His his biological father. <laughs> Is my classmate from high school. Uh-huh. How's yeah. that? Who's that? Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Moses, bro. <laughs> Mo, Mo. We call him Mo. Mo. Oh. No, but so... Um, and... We're able to do that because, you know, a lot of times when we're playing like at Nico's or uh, Shirkia, we take those gigs just to... Oh, wait. Uh, when do you play at Nico's? I don't know you guys... Tuesdays. Tuesdays? Every Tuesday? Um, we'll be this there one? this Tuesday at the Kailua Nichols. So oh, Kailua, I encourage you guys man. to come and just, hey, come jam. I didn't even Welcome know there was awareness. a Kailua Nichols. It's the old pinkies. The, Kailua, the old pinkies. Oh, oh. In, yeah. 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 So, I only knew the one six in town. To eight. Can, okay. you, can you play at the one in town so I can oh, just yeah. have a five-minute We do that too. We do that too. Oh, when? Usually twice a month. Oh, okay. So at the pier one? The pier 30. Two weeks. Yeah. What is that? Oh, no, you can be there. I don't think I'll be there. Bro, come play with me. Yeah, just sit in. I I don't want to ruin your gig. <laughs> oh no, I play I, there, so it'll be. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even, oh, just play these chords. I'm like, I'll just oh. go home. I'm no. just gonna go. No, no. but it, it, it's it's kind of cool because you know when I encourage you guys to come, you know the Shirokia gig, Zanuck can play with us. That was oh, so funny. It was and Zanuck and, and, and like Sam, Sam, Sam Lehman. You know Sam Lehman mm-hmm. from Australia? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah. great, so like, man. That guy played. played. That was so fun. We did a few that videos with him. He's fantastic. You know, yeah. But that's what we use it for. So it's not necessarily come jam and it's an open mic kind of deal. We can. You know, he and I, we, we're both great accompanists when we, if there's a singer or, you know. I just, I don't think I'm on that level yet. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but see... You just gotta try. That's the man. best part. That's the best That's part. Mika, the best part. You know, speaking of Mika, you guys are talking about him earlier. He's like, "Yeah, come jam at uh, the, store. uh, what is that with uh, Uncle Benny and Byron at uh, Oh, at, oh, oh Gordon Gordon Gears. Gears. I missed yeah. the last one. Like, oh, come, come play. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. No, you have gonna to make go. You would have a blast. Last time I went, it was Ian O'Sullivan and I, mm. Benny and Byron and Noel. 
was so fun. And we both got Let's buried alive. Ian and I both got buried alive, and it was so fun. But that's okay, though. Because if you never do it, you never know. That's why I encourage you guys. Nah, just go. You know, I I, I, I just go sit in with anybody. Was it wet every Wednesday or just one they Wednesday? Have like a Wednesday? Maybe six, Wednesday? six weeks, I think. Six weeks to two months. Because okay. Wednesdays is jazz. Wednesdays yeah, good and good. Okay, I'll, I'll avoid so, that Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, you, you if you're ever free, I'll wear a mask. If you're ever free, when we had Nikos, gonna shame you into it. Just come, come plug in. Sometimes I, uh, I like when people mess though. up. It's just fun if you're like day. laughing it off and stuff too. It's I'm not like these things are that serious. I'm gonna be tired from yeah, laughing all night. Screw Six to eight. And actually, Benny and Byron are super encouraging. Even on the bandstand, when you we like, you hit a stride, and Byron's listening and arranging in real time from the bass. He's like playing chords on the bass. Like playing the whole left hand motion and and a bass line, and like I'm not gonna say he's my favorite guy to listen to on the bandstand, but I'm super geeky about that kind of stuff and I love it. Like he's arranging, he's playing chords, he's reharmonizing stuff that Benny plays, and that's crazy. It's so good. It's so, so good. we were talking the other day about you know who's who, who's a, one of the best or favorite bass player who's played with us. Byron, Byron. <laughs> oh, yeah. on a whim, he and I were flying to Kauai to do a gig. Okay, so hey Byron, will you come jam with us, babies? Just oh when I went, oh I gave him the dates. He says, yeah sure, I'll come jam with you guys. And the, uh, the stuff that we did, he was just he don't rehearse, but just so the musical fun. awareness was just man, it was so much fun. We had um. So it was, it was like a, it was a luau. So there was luau paper on the table. And then there was, um, was Ipo and um, Tani. Mm-hmm. Uh, two kind of jazz singers. And they both just kind of came up to the table like, oh, can we do this song, that song, and the other song? And we're like, we're familiar with the stuff, but we'd rather play what Byron's going to play. So we're sitting at this luau table. And he goes, hey, do you have a pen? And he starts making charts on the table. Oh, <laughs> I was <laughs> that was like okay. my favorite. I'll, uh, I'll send you the picture. You can like stick it in the video okay, somewhere. Yeah, 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 like with an ukulele whistling and writing on the table. Oh yeah, that's like, perfect. Oh yeah, this is totally yeah. my like <laughs> my, my inner geek is like oh. to- totally unrehearsed, so totally. Good. But it's it's those moments I think as musicians that I, I cherish. I remember, you know. So hey, you guys want to come jam? Jeremy came jam with us one time. I, I think he told me and he was like, oh man, I just, he got buried. He's <laughs> no, but it's just because. Does Byron you know, still um, teach composition at UH? No, no, he retired, but I think he teaches an ukulele class because he was yeah. head of the composition yeah, right. department. Oh. You know? So, you know, he, he paid me, not compliment, compliment, but anybody can get intimidated playing in front of him or for yeah. him. He says, nah, Brian, just play. I cannot do what you do, so just play. And then after that moment, I just play, make mistakes, and I say, no, wait, that's the wrong chord. Try this, try this chord. Like, son of a bitch, you're right. <laughs> and it oh, just, you, you got to tell him about Kirin, the two separate conversations. Uh, so I'm, I'm talking to Benny, right? I'm talking to Benny. I'm showing Benny these chords. <coughs> Byron, was it you? Yeah. Byron is sitting here talking to, to me. Halle. So I'm playing. He's looking at Halle. He goes... Wait, Brian, that's the wrong note. You got to play this. So there's two harmonic conversations so going on. So he's talking to Halle. And background music. I'm playing. Scene. 
But he stops his conversation, points to me and says, no, Brian, that's a wrong note. You got to play this chord. I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but you got to be receptive to that. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I know he's correct, you know? So I was like, yeah, okay, let me try. Yeah. So you just, the learning never stops. Yeah. It cannot stop. The learning never stops. So I'm always trying to learn, you know? listening to Cynthia today I was learning like oh that's cool you know <laughs> and if you stay humble you're not that afraid to mess up or look yeah. dumb or something it's no like, you know I, um, I heard this quote it says if, if you're not making mistakes you're not trying hard enough mm. Mm, that's good you just in your little, little comfort zone your mm-hmm. comfort zone you know, you got to step outside that comfort Like, look zone. at Hale. He plays his ukulele the upside down wrong way oh, yeah. just to kind of make it harder it's on too, him. It's too just, right just to be challenging. Wait. Wait. So he can play a guitar to both ways, you know. Oh, really? What? Is that like yeah. ambidextrous? Like a left-handed, but... E on yeah. top or E on the or, left. Or like, yeah. like if it's tuned right-handed. Yeah. Okay, now you're just showing off. Yeah. Yeah. No, He's a I didn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so he plays steel guitar. Mm. But he plays steel guitar right-handed. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah. So he's picking uh, with his cording hand. While playing the drums with his feet, yeah. <laughs> you know, Byron always says, man, you're giving him a migraine. <laughs> you know. That's one of my highest paid compliments is giving Byron a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so... It's funny because I, I'm so used to him playing together guitar that I, I see the voicings. When I play with a right-handed guitar player, I got a like, split second, like, what is that? Oh, yeah. What is that? You're so used to looking <laughs> at looking his stuff. <laughs> and we have to do this because we don't want a sword fight. I like the way it looks. I think you guys should try to do that. Corey Somebody can play that. No, but you guys both right-handed. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. I'm left-handed. What'd you play? We're, we're both left-handed, but we play right-handed. Yeah. So maybe one should face that I, way. I got, one should face this way. I got way. two hands. Yeah. <laughs> I got two hands. That Actually, was the joke from the old... Remember the old video we had HMS? Yeah, we had the $1 guy. Oh, uh, yo, you're left-handed. I got two hands, buddy. Oh, I got... <laughs> two hands. Oh, I don't need to pick my nose. <laughs> hey, you, oh, yeah, um, Mike was... Too. You guys have been to a lot of studios and done a lot of mm-hmm. that recording. Um... Mm-hmm. What what's your setup for that? I mean, do you just kind of leave it up to whoever the engineer or producer is, or um, do you, I mean, do do you like to get a, a, a plugged in sound, anamite sound, or do you? I I like to, because then there's more control over the. Some people just record. And that's just, how just you were doing it too, Kalei, right? With the a, a blend of a plugged in sound. Yeah, and a, so like stereo recording. I've actually did a recording with like five microphones right milan bertosa yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i like tried to copy his techniques too before you know because they're like here here right one you like he wants to hear my brain the... thinking um it's like you know and it was just because it was just a recording it was just me and Ryatel. so he wanted to capture the whole essence of and i don't even think i plugged in you know he just captured the i think that's how he recorded jake too like that you know um and but you know there's so many different ways that you can go about doing something like yeah. that but um is this who recorded milan uh milan bertosa oh. he he's an engineer i mean oh he had like the two mics and yeah one yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> capturing 
you know, breathing pattern and caption. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, and then, um, and <clears throat> I've recorded with Dave, Bob, Bob St. John, mm. Charlie Lukella. One of my uh, favorite ukulele sounds was Bob's stereo mics, the Rivians. Yeah, the gold Rivian. mics, the yeah. gold ones. Oh, man, mm-hmm. some of the albums oh. he's he's done there. That sound awesome. Is it? And it's right there in Milani too. So. That mic yeah, was yeah. like twenty five grand, or something no. like that. No, it's he well, actually said it was it was a lot, lot cheaper. cheaper really? No. than all these ten thousand dollar microphones. Right, he, you're talking about the Larson. That's a yeah, the Larson. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's about yeah, yeah. three years or something. And, yeah, you know, I'm a purist, so I want the ukulele sound like an ukulele kind of. You right. know what I mean? So sometimes when you plug in, you don't get that warmth. Mm-hmm. That especially I play low G, so yeah. Do you even use effects at all, or maybe a little bit of verb when you play live and stuff? But uh, it depends on the engineer. I don't I don't like a lot of reverb at all. Actually, yeah. I only have a DI and a delay that I bounce the delay so that it almost sounds like reverb, mm. but it's subtle. It's not the lead upon a kind of. Dun, 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 slap, dun, dun. It's not the slap back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's just it's enough so that in the background. I can tell. I like the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Just it's like, enough. It's like, yeah, one like, yeah, like one hundredth of a second. Yeah. And it, to me, it just keeps it more natural, yeah. organic. Yeah. You know, gives the room some space or the signal some space. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have nothing against you know like uh, stuff that uh, Jake does or even Kale does. You know mm-hmm. where. Um, certain applications, it, it sounds great, you know, like the brain main distortion <laughs> and you know the, 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 those kinds of stuff that you guys. No, I mean like in certain situations, oh, yeah, like certain it, situations. it can either enhance something, <coughs> or and if you use it too much, it's it becomes oh I heard that you know it's like yeah same, like ten times in a row. But then, that, but then that's when you hear people emulating. Yeah, you know that's why it's, yeah. his sound is just subtle, even the, when he does his looping thing. It's not overdone. It's not overproduced. Yeah. It's... But then that comes with experience. You just uh, got to do... It takes, sure, you takes, failed. You failed many times. Yeah. As, what, as all of you us You know have. that thing that Led does with that? It's like... Uh, who... It, it, it sounds like um, Chet Atkins, maybe? Or who would do that? Was it Chet Atkins? Yeah, that slapback mm-hmm. that, kind that of thing. Just, that's oh, yeah. A, oh, yeah. And that's so unique. Yeah. You know, and lead can because yeah, he's lead. Yeah. You know, and it, that, that, that's his unique sound. And uh, sorry, we're not keeping you. No, <laughs> it's this real. Is awesome. <laughs> it's I'm real. You're still this. here. I want to ask, like, how yes. how was it recording on the like the earlier the, the phonograph and that was <laughs> actually the you gravel ask phone. about his wax cylinder recording days. <laughs> I gotta go get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Craig uh, was always just like, "Hey, when you when you guys Craig have a podcast, like, yeah, he's like, just just grill him, just keep grilling. no." But you know, back in the day, like at studio, um, what's it called? Sounds sounds uh, um sounds of Hawaii. Sounds of Hawaii. It was like one crack jack, man. Everybody sit in separate spaces, ready, set, go. Because it was you only you had to do one take on the was it tape the tape recording oh. real. And that was the, those that were was musicians. Like a musician it wasn't like, though. oh wait, uh, punch me in, <laughs> or man, th- those it? were musicians. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to recall Byron's story. The 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 Alan Akaka and the Islanders recording mm-hmm. at Sounds. He he was telling us this story at lunch one time, and it was he's recording upright bass, and it's Benny Kalama and Sunny Kamala. So basically, the Hawaii calls guys from the fifties. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. 
<laughs> Before you ask. <laughs> Before you ask. Hey, that was my setup. That was my free setup. <laughs> uh, but Byron was saying that it was one of his most, the the ones he enjoyed the most, because he was recording in the bathroom down the hall with with a set of cans. Mm. And so there was kind of like a talk back in the cans just so that he could get cued. Literally in the can. Yeah. And so he just played the whole thing and all the mics were in, in the in the restroom. And you know, it's tile, it's reflective. But Reverb. they found that that was the best sounding place for it, for the upright bass for that album. And that was like one of his best recording experiences. And all he did was like, and then he played but it's Byron Yasui of course it was amazing <laughs> no it's like with recording it's finding that you know that that search and um, sometimes it's just t- people have to care that much you know yeah. to come out with something that's yeah. golden like that so so for Byron um, you know he's bass player extraordinaire but he's also ukulele player guitar player guitar player whistler you heard him whistle. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've heard him play guitar. Oh, so I'm classical sure he's fantastic. Guitar. So fantastic. the um, Beamer Brothers mm-hmm. on Lucid Lights album. Yeah. That's Byron playing bass. Oh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Uh, what 1970 or something like that. Early right? seven. Maybe late. I don't know. Sixties. <laughs> I, I was waiting. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I was like, you, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, even on the on the classical guitar front, if you wanted to look at his contemporaries, it's guys like Carlos Barbosa Lima. Mm. That's who he hangs out with, uh, like on a guitar player level. And yeah, he's he's just brilliant. A humble, a humble, brilliant guy. Because he wrote the symphony for Jake, mm. that Jake did. He wrote the symphony. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It was I didn't awesome. I that. went to I went to the run through, and it's a it's completely atonal. Mm. But he has a. We calling atonal. Oh, me? <laughs> well, me first. Anyway. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean by stopped. that though? So <laughs> there's <laughs> not. I can't I can't explain it quite the way he did, but it's a. It's like the twelve-tone concept, and um, so there's no tonal center. Like you don't mm. say this this section is in G or this right. section is in F or I B minor watching or whatever. whatever. Like Jake rehearsed it, and it was just like, yeah. So we, we sat down for the run through, and the score is like this thick, you know, because it's just staves, right? The entire orchestra, and then there's like fourth from the bottom. There's this small one stave that says ukulele, and you're like. <laughs> Steve. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is it's fantastic. Like, oh man. And who else has a brain like that? Yeah. So good. Man, he's a well, not even many people genius. write anymore, let alone yeah, just right. sitting there and orchestrating out the whole thing because you're hearing yeah, all he's the writing levels it on and, a table, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, can you bring me another table? Yeah. Finish this piece. Well, we have, we've had. See, that was the great thing about. Uh, I don't know if you can guys, you know where uh, Kirin or Kirin restaurant was um, on Macaulay, but he and Benny Chong used to meet like every Thursday for, for years. years. So Byron would help Benny with uh, the giving names to stuff. The musical, he, yeah. because Benny was he's just gifted, but he, a lot of it was um, intuitive. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. 
you know. Benny was playing guitar in Don Ho's band for all those years, he right? He was the musical director yeah. for Don Ho. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so he was the guitarist. Mastermind. And then, yeah, he, he, he's stupid on the guitar, too. So, this is how we introduce <laughs> ourselves at Nikos. Yeah. Oh. One of Hawaii's finest guitarists. Benny Chong, he's going to be here, so we have Hale Haku Siever. <laughs> and then I'll go, oh, ladies and gentlemen, one of Hawaii's finest ukulele players, Benny Chong, couldn't be here today. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Brown to help you <laughs> so we introduce Benny every time, every set we get. That's we have, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so learning, learning those types of, oh, getting back to lunch. So we, we go to lunch. <laughs> I was thinking, where am I going with this? <laughs> so we go to lunch. There's like the four of us, plus maybe Jake, plus um, sometimes Herb would come. Jeff, we, a couple times. Jeff, Jeff Peterson. Peterson. So we're sitting around eating Chinese food, and then we play ukulele the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. Just talking shop. Just play something. I'll play this. Yeah, try this. And then Benny would go, no, 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 you should play it like this. <laughs> then it's like, okay. And then you get two different ridiculous perspectives on how to do stuff, you know, musically. Um, those, But the restaurant closed down, so... Um, We're still looking for a new place. Yeah. You can come here. Dong Yang? Dong Yang, yeah. You, sh- you, you should gotta, actually gotta have them, the you know, come here. I know. And talk about... Because oh, the yeah. stories that they... They're so uh, legend. You know, when, when yeah. um, Byron played with... Uh, um, in New York? Oh, um, Gene. Bertincini and Les Paul. Les Paul. What? He took his ukulele. <laughs> He played yeah. Les Paul. And oh, Gene the... took him, right? Gene, yeah. like, they rode bicycles in New York to the Iridium. Yeah. And they walked in. What was that? And before Les Paul was like, Cars Gene. are invented or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real. And, you know, just Benny's stories about the old Don, Don, Don old days. Is that at the Carnegie? Have you, like, he played? Or was that, was that a different story? Benny, Byron. Yeah. Oh, oh, Benny should tell us. You know, back in... This is like the 60s, right? 60s, 70s. They got to catch their flight home. They're all toasted. So back then, they would just walk in a plane and they all would sleep in the aisles. Just lie down, like grab grab a roll. And if there was in a row, everybody just pass out in the aisle. These 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 two write first class. Used to have roast beef carving stations. You know... All the alcohol they could drink, smoking, <laughs> passing out in the aisles, and you know, just stories about Don Ho and those types of things was. That's why we would go to yeah. hang out at lunch. Great lunches. stories, you know, and you, you don't hear those stories, the back stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'd play ukulele, and then we'd eat. You know, we'd, we'd eat Chinese food first. Mm-hmm. You know, and those those are great. Who's, that could be um, on one of the podcasts. Who's, where we have. Yeah, you should have them. The Japan gig was the two of them and Betty Lou, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. So, um, this promoter, Mr. Ariga, had hired <laughs> Melvin Leed. Melvin Leed so to go good. do a concert in Japan. <clears throat> so, Who's your mu- musicians you can get for me? Oh, don't worry, don't worry. We get great, great musicians. Okay. So, Mr. Ariga called Benny and Byron to hire them to go play for Melvin, uh, Melvin Leed. So, the first day they get there to rehearse. So, Melvin Mel- cannot see them because they're kind of back. So, first song, Melvin starts singing. Benny and Byron playing like all the wrong notes, all the wrong beats, all the wrong. She said, Miss Nadia. I said, no, don't worry, don't worry. Let's try this again. 
So they keep messing up. Melvin says, I cannot play with these musicians. So she walks over. She sees Benny and Byron. And they die laughing. <laughs> die. Melvin is like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then needless to say, the concert was awesome. Because yeah. they had Benny and, and Byron backing up. Melvin. Oh, that's funny. They're just yeah. pulling them. <laughs> They're just pulling her chain. Yeah. Oh, and she was getting all flustered. <laughs> like, They're, oh, She's, and Byron says, you know, hard. you know how hard it is to play the wrong notes and out of time? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, but they're dying laughing on the side. Pitch. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, those types of stories. <laughs> so good. It would be great, you know, to have them come yeah. on podcasts. And oh, just, for sure. Just talk and have them play. And I know Benny will. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah. yeah. He's always... I don't know if Byron will come now because he tore his Achilles. He's in a boat. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. He's yeah. playing basketball. Oh, that's what he said. He got the Kevin Durant syndrome. He Seriously? tore his Achilles. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, to document those guys yeah. would be great. Because then you'll have it. All, like, I've thought about that a lot, too, of just like how precious it is that we have these people here, you know? Even and like Otosan and I mean, you know, all, all, all those guys. Herb Ota Jr. Yeah, just totally. Keep, <laughs> I think of like some that have passed in the last few Be- because years because I look at it this way you know a lot of that, these young ukulele players are young they have no clue who Benny Chong is mm. or Byron is or Hiram Olsen is or Kukia Mung you know or even Lyle for that matter L- Lyle yeah they just think they're just old guys mm. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, they pioneered I, I it. You know, Lyle's album back in the '50s, that jazz album, right. was like kind of a big opener for a lot of people. For like, everybody, oh, that was goodness. like um, ben. ben Byron's favorite album. Yeah, you know that he inspired Byron to do. And the, yeah, and you guys are inspiring the next generation. We well, got to keep I don't it know going. About that. You know, I think so. Inspired? We're perspiring. Perspiring. We can do that. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes they go together. You know, that's why I, I love when like Mika comes and other ukulele players come and they just want to get their feet wet, man. Do you think the Hawaiian music scene has changed over the last, say, ten or twenty years a lot? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's you know, there's a lot of young Hawaiian songwriters. Um, they have great manao, great olalo. But honestly, it's not as musical as it could be. Yeah, I mean that's just, that's just me, you know. Yeah, th- you think that's like the general trend with music altogether? It's, yeah, there's almost like a simplicity now that, like, well, I, I don't even know if it's simplicity. Like rock music I, I think that's just or, or pop, that's what they you know. do. <laughs> it's simple. It's almost like people are going for formulas more than no, just exactly. Trying it's to formula be music. Creative. It's formula music. The the trend in pop songwriting is actually just to take the same four chords and write different uh, me- verse melody, different pre-chorus melody, different chorus melody, but all the same chords it's the entire way through. It's all about the bass. The bass. About the bass. Right. That too. Uh, and that, that's But like, I notice though. a lot of songs yeah. just starting with the chorus. Like, they're just trying to hook people right away with the hookiest, catchiest thing, you know? They don't even give you a different chord on the pre-chorus, you know? Right. Like, they're not trying. Uh, because they want to keep it easy to listen to. And, you know, like, the beat. They want the, to keep the beat going. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, 
Oh, music overall has become more simplified. Yeah, it's not musical. Yeah. It's formula. That's a good word. Mm. It's formula. Like like when we play at Nico's, it's like oh no, there's no formula. <laughs> like we said, it's ready fire aim. Like there's a song um, uh, that we do that we just totally change the arrangement because it's um. So that's the range. The this is how we play it. Wait, how's it go? That's that's what Ooh, we kind like, of use. Like we use uh, Nikos when we gig together, you know, because there aren't too many people who can do what he does mm. or or do what I do. Mm. So we just we just found that niche for like, yeah, let's try this, let's try this, you know, or or a song like um, Basta Vampido. Oh, Kalolo. Um. So just sing the song. <laughs> just oh, that's how it goes. Um. <laughs> So it's different, and it's not, uh, you know, it's not, I don't want to say, uh, formula. Mm. It's more musical for us. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, oh, we hope this works, or this hope, it works for us, so that's that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It works for us. It works for <laughs> us, so it's not like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be accepted, or I don't know if it's going to be, people well, after watching like that, this. I'm not going to show up. Oh, I can't hang with that, bro. No, you you can, bro. You can. Well, it's like you're having fun doing it. Oh, yeah. And you're, you're like intellectually challenging each other, right? I exactly. Think that's part yeah. of it. You're playing all these chords. It's just spaghetti. Or something. Cynthia was what? talking about this to where like it's like not up to the creators to judge the work or something to that effect. You right. know, like you just 
do what you do. Yeah. Let other people, you know, Respond judge it. Or, yeah, well. right. Or, yeah. So in, when, in what we do, it's like, nah, let's just play it. I'm, I'm having fun. It it, it's musical you know, to us. Yeah. You know, it may not, the target audience might not enjoy it or understand I think it's it. It's more that they might not even notice it. But for the people who notice it, they the get musical. really yeah. turned yeah, yeah, on yeah, by yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, so we, wow. we have more, have yeah, more musician true. friends say, oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Because they, they appreciate, they could hear, they might not understand it, but they hear what we're trying to to do because it's that's Hawaiian music it's Hawaiian songs that you know it's pretty standard yeah. you know uh, another song that we do is uh, oh Ulpankua so so you know Flat sharp, uh, sharp eight, but it's a uh, B okay. flat, <laughs> flat nine. Uh, yeah, but I always copyright that one. <laughs> but I mean, so the, the song structure is the same, but the vamp is just tweaked a little, just to keep it. That's like the musically interesting method of playing ukulele, in in a way like how complex it is uh, and how. No, it's not complex. But. It sounds like, you know, (laughs) some people like with like, like pop music or something that they, they have the resolution, everything like it hits the spot someone needs to, to have them be able to connect with the music, but you can flip that up and you can totally change it. So it's still kind of familiar, but it's surprising, but you still kind of have that base. It's refreshing. It's it's like, oh, wow. You know, that's unique. I see what you did there. You flipped it up and made a different rhythm in the, you know. Yeah. It's just and, and it's, it's giving just, us more to 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 listen to and enjoy. Because he and I, we we can do the Hawaiian music, the stand, right, the traditional. We way, can, but. I mean, you know, we don't even have to sing. So this challenges us, you know, to explore keeps it fresh, different types of music, different types of uh, grooves, different types of rhythms, and and it for us, it, it's just you know we listen to a lot of old the older arrangements and try and incorporate those into not that old older <laughs> arrangements <laughs> like baroque <laughs> oh, no. like baroque music <laughs> you know game of thrones you know music. yeah we came up with that we came up with yeah. that. no but i mean that, that, that oh wow um <laughs> But yeah, so that that's where we see um, our music going, I guess, you know. Because I kind of do some of this stuff with other groups or musicians. I, I try and I do what I can. But with this, there's like no boundaries, yeah. you know, which is fun. Again, he that's brings beautiful. his Telecaster. He brought a seven-string freaking Telecaster. Oh, yeah. I was, I was listening to a lot of Charlie Hunter last week, so I brought my seven-string. Oh, man. Like, oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, the pilot error level is so high. <laughs> Hell. But you know what? Actually, it came out pretty good. Because he can run bass. What even. seven string do you have? Uh, uh, it's an Ormsby. These guys from Australia. Huh. So it's like a, it's a fan fret seven string <sighs> Telecaster. Fan fret. I get like from Australia. Yeah, <gasps> oh my God. That must yeah. be insane. Looking. I have it in the car. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's trippy. I want to yeah. see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll grab it. Oh, so it's, um, I, the regular tuning is usually um, E to E on the, the high six and then a, a A regular again. E? Yeah, regular E to E. Oh, but I was having a hard time because the bass stuff didn't work with a fourth and a fifth because you the last three strings were A, E, A. Oh, okay. So I decided to go take the low six and go A to A baritone and put a D on top so you get, um... <laughs> You get A and A, and D and D. Oh. So you know how like when you hold a six nine chord, that's uh that'd be like three three two two three three. Yeah yeah yeah. If you go three three two two three three three, you get another tonic on the top. Kind of stupid, but ask you, no ask me. So the so the chord shape. It's cool. It works with the chord shape. Yeah, yeah. So you see, Corey, you need uh, one more string on your guitar. Oh, <laughs> I need to utilize the first four strings on my ukulele first. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. Yeah. And you can cover more bass territory. And the fan fret keeps the um, balance of the yeah. tension so that you yeah. can have those really fat strings because the scale goes longer on those ones. You get all the so like the song that we did gauge is this 68 or 72 or something like that <laughs> So, I mean, that's what we use it for, you know? Oh, you know, knowing Wahiwa, it's probably not in your car anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your car might not even be there. So, <laughs> ironic, because there's a police station right there. You should probably check right now. I would suggest. But the, I, mean, I would start with Corey's car. Check if anything in there anyways. Oh, hey, would you guys mind um, checking out these youths? There's this builder on the mainland, Bruce yeah, Petros, yeah, 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 yeah. that of we, course, we of got course, in a few of. I just wanted uh, to see what you guys thought. Sure, that. sure. <laughs> okay, this is not a baritone. Remember, got it. Thank you. Do you always play baritone? I 
at least at this point. I mean, it's a lot easier to compliment a, a like yeah. the tenor tuning with a baritone, right? So we, yeah. So when we, I don't know if you know Kama Hopkins. He was with mm-hmm. the group Holunape. Uh, we have this group called Nue. It doesn't mean anything in Hawaiian. It's not ukulele ekolu. <laughs> so I play my tenor. He plays his baritone. And Kama plays his U-bass. Right. So it's three ukuleles. We put some videos up when oh, you no, guys no. did the live. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. At the... Um, At the town store, yeah. So, yeah. so you guys can find those on our... What kind of um, flat wound is this? I so think yeah, that's it's the, the uh, oh, oh, it's the soloist. Or is, is that the one? Or, um, this is the round round flat one. The round round flat. It's the polish. Yeah. polish. This is the one um, Chuck Moore uses. Is it this no, one? Oh, he used to. He's using the Thomas stick to, yeah, that you have I on your. I played one of his. Now, yeah. I don't know. Half a million dollar ukuleles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love mine, man. I have a, a spruce oh, ebony from him, and well, I have a spruce Milo too. But like those, ah, they're so rad. But I, I, I like the sound of this guy's use, you know, the Petros. Him, yeah, out of the box is already warm. Yeah, right? You know? Warm. Warm and... Cedar? Where's the cedar? The cedar sounds nice. Redwood? Idaho. Uh, I think it's Redwood. Idaho, right, Andrew? Idaho. I thought that was Redwood. Idaho? I want to say Wisconsin. This is oh, potato wood. And this is right? <laughs> potato wood. What is it? Well, there's, there's like <laughs> quilted Redwood, too. And then there's, you know, yeah, Redwood. Yeah, this is beautiful. Because this is what? Cedar. What is this? Redwood. Redwood. Is this cedar? I think that's redwood too. Really? I, I should Strike look at the specs, but yeah. I th- and I think the walnut, Dang. are they both walnut? I think they're both oh, walnut. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Only for you? It's for the wrong side for me. It's for the short people to hear it better. <laughs> so what I'm teaching. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why you stick your, your finger in. Fourteen, boom. F. <laughs> yeah, no, <I'm> F. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is nice though. Oh, what is this? It's just inlaid. Or yeah, he's like okay, hang on. etching everything. <laughs> oh, that's trippy. Your glasses. Huh? They come apart like that. I've never seen that before. Is that common? That's that's pretty. Pink. I've had them for oh, hundreds of years. When I used to wear Ben Franklin was when I used to use them. Your friends at Ben Franklin. So how was it meeting Manuel Nunes? Is he a cool guy? B B B. I call him B. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm starting to get insulted. I'm only a few years behind. Jeez. Take it easy, young guys. I just did it because they did it. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be my example. Oh, so at that retreat um, that we had l- last week. So, you know, Craig and I are going back and forth. 
then all of a sudden the people in the retreat site ragging on me about my age and stuff like <laughs> he's like whoa whoa you can't go there this no, no. Is only- <laughs> they're all older than you which was hilarious I had a the- customer oh. come in what, uh, what's his name um, he came in last week and he's like did you know Brian was 80 he's not 80 <laughs> <laughs> his Craig's out there just spreading lies he's 180 try <laughs> 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 Petros. That's the name of the maker, Petros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is that Bruce and his son, Matt? But yeah, you know, Oh yeah. they built custom guitars for a long time. I think a lot of custom guitar builders are kind of struggling with, like, you know, it's yeah, like... Diversify, yeah. Well, there's just so many more, like, uh, custom builders. That, that are it, doing. Yeah. But, so. but you see that a lot of these big guitar companies, when they try and... Uh, <clears throat> make ukuleles it doesn't really translate well mm. well they usually over brace mm. them at yeah, first yeah, yeah. and well, you know they it's brace like, it like a guitar yeah and it's sure. drastically different but yeah i mean uh it's a nice warm song. they're usually pretty choked do, do some um like k-lake stuff oh got a bed for you outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean that that's kind of like why i use the logi voicing i get yeah, five yeah. lower notes Rich. but I, I play it i play high ukuleles too mm. you know i just don't tell people that uh, <laughs> so that's like, secretly for me that's the great compromise of this is the lowest note is still a logi right and i still get the the sound of a re-entering ukulele you What's don't the get highest that. note you can play on? So still you have that? a B, lot of range. B. Yeah, B from whatever G. What is this like G three, G four on the piano? I don't know. G three. G three. I'm just gonna say Up yes. B is G. Six. It's a G. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So there's range. I mean, it doesn't go as high as a tenor would. But I get like the good compromise of having a re-entering ukulele sound, and still the added range. Mm-hmm. And, like the kind of that stuff yeah. you can still do. There. It's interesting, like you with the re-entering baritone <laughs> tuning, and you with the low G, you know, yeah. um, tenor tuning, and it's like uh, complementing perfectly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it it just has to do with with you guys you know just doing your art and working around each other and listening right it's like oh, always it's listening major, yeah but it's not just listening i'm listening to him but he's also listening to me because i can be listening to somebody but if they're totally oblivious to what the hell they're doing then <laughs> i'm working harder to 
to make this work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then if I know where he, he is, then it frees me up to say, I know he's going to stay there and I can go play over here now. Or where he's, I mean, it's just because we've, we've done it long enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he plays his Telecaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Corey and Clay are going to this um, Asian tour and, and I think it's going to be great for you guys to just have that time to just work on your accompaniment with each other and it's just like that developing that relationship and yeah. to where you can almost yeah. sense what yeah, they're so kind of come yeah, with and you can have like the the two greatest not not us but or five greatest musicians in the world but if there's no cohesiveness then it's just that's one thing is it's fun playing with clay is she just he allows space easy to play with and like i learn a lot from playing and, with and, and vice versa because yeah. like what makes it easy for me to play the core is that we think a lot like uh, and, dynamics and a, feel and like you know before you know it we're actually doing two parts two separate parts at the same time you know like we just realize that finally everything all the music that we and the practices are starting to come together remember on sunday we were practicing yeah 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 it's like finally uh, it's starting yeah. to come together but it it took time yeah you know but i think it, i might have saw that video two of you guys are harmonizing some like a song on the at your house yeah on the stage. Till 12 yeah. Midnight. That yeah. yeah yeah like <laughs> late mean, late night jams no but see then then now it's musical it's not just <clears throat> i'm doing my technique you're doing your technique mm. we're playing all the right notes and which which happens a lot you know, but there are certain songs or musicians that just seem to connect with you. You know, they might not be the most technical, but somehow the music just connects. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that's what we strive yeah. for, especially if you're performing. That's what you strive for. You want to yeah. make that connection, or else it's just going to be elevator antiseptic music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I call but it antiseptic. It's all the right notes. It's all the right, but it's just sterilized. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like imperfection. Yeah. yeah, you know, people say, "Well, how come you use the low G and it squeaks?" I like the squeak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Squeak is real. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Abe Lagrim is like some wound C. Yeah, you know. Oh, I hate nothing that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see them. You know, a couple weeks. Um, I got asked to go teach at the Port Townsend. <clears throat> I guess ukulele festival oh, in Washington. Nice. So it's like oh, he's going, going around doing a lot of time, like huh? clinics and like, teaching. No, get older, guys. So, <coughs> oh, okay. I went check. I went check. <laughs> so, the, so there's me, Daniel, <coughs> Abel Grimes, Neil Chin. What? Um, That's killer. Dan- oh, Danielle oh, ate the sandwich. Uh, who else? Del Rey. Oh, that's a lot of people. Um, there's about ten of us in Portland. Uh, Port Townsend. Oh, Port Townsend, which is in Washington. Uh, Washington. So it's like a weekend retreat kind of thing where you teach like for four days. Is Neil going to be there? He lives Neil? near us. Yeah, yeah, Neil Chen. He's going to be there. Peter Luongo. I don't know if you guys know Peter. Mm-hmm. From the, um, the Canadian guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ber- uh, not Berkeley. You know. Langley. 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 The other Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a great, great teacher. All, all, all great people. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Because I, I love going... And sitting in, listening to other teachers. I didn't realize Daniel did that sort of thing. (laughs) He's not normally like... In the last couple of years, he's been doing a lot more. Yeah, Yeah, he wasn't for a while, but um, he's really ramped it up a lot. That guy is... (laughs) 
Yeah. He's almost flawless. It's like a little bit ridiculous when I've recorded him. I'm just like... He's super clean. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that like helped him was like recording himself for so long yeah. and just hearing With, all the little um, subtleties that... Kilauea, his group. Because mm. he played piano too with that group. Yeah. Mm. Um, but again, you know, what benefits... And Cynthia knows this. Um, when we travel, we're diverse enough where we can perform, but we can also teach. You know that helps a lot for for yeah. us. I went to Japan recently, uh, beginning of August. I taught five workshops, and I did on twenty minutes set. That was it. And I had a, sometimes I have more fun just teaching than gigging. How many times a year do you go to Japan? I always see you. It's like you go to Japan like 10 times. Every month. <laughs> Corey's no. jealous. I know, man. <laughs> no, but you go. I haven't been in, oh, a year, but oh. I try to do a family vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah, kids can yeah, yeah. see grandma and stuff. I'll go next week. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, but All right, I'm going home. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy. I, I found that. You know, I, I love teaching. I mean, I think the teaching aspect is probably more, even more impactful for yeah. people. You know, yeah. you're giving them some tools. Yeah. And, to and go I, away you know, when them. I when I do this, all I'm doing is sharing, sharing, sharing the knowledge that I have with all of you. I want, I don't want you to sound like me. I want you to sound like you. But then I also tell them, you know, because because the hula is part of my culture, I've learned from all my kupuna, all my elders, from them. It comes through me to all of you. So there's connection. Yeah. There is connection with what I, you know, it's not like I picked up the flute, went to UH for four years. <laughs> now I'm going to teach you how to play flute. Right, right. Which is what, and she, it's like, you know, guitar teachers on the mainland, that's what they do. They mm -hmm. just transfer over and, you know. I think this connects to what we started the conversation with uh, uh, about uh, not having as many ukulele events on on the island versus yeah. on the mainland oh there's so many but on the mainland um people are looking for the teaching not only for the technical stuff i mean i think the technical stuff is like 25 percent of it you know you just teach two people like strum this strum this yeah, yeah. they're there for the aloha they're there for yeah, yeah. the when is next year san francisco on the one you invited me to? <laughs> let's talk about that um he has the experience <laughs> He still Everyone's writes it down on his calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my phone. No, <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. No, there is something so, so the stuff cultural that I, I do teach, to like. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. Because they again because there's connection. Yeah, but the know? way the way you're bringing it, you know, the I mean, I think the way that ukulele is shared is less like guitar teacher being like, okay, now the blues scale, now this scale. Right, like right, it's right, like right. you have to feel it and you have to like. Yeah. What I like um, best about your the way you teach stuff is like you, you teach it with authority. You're like this is, I mean, this is kind of like this is how you do it. No, I bullshit hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh well, then I, I gotta go back. That. <laughs> That's part of being a teacher. No, though, but, but but but. Um, <laughs> Because I'm confident in what I do. No, and, and, and I can pull from, you know, uh, it's not like I read this in thing. a book. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. this is what I did with Right Tail on this recording. Or when I play live with Hokuzuru Meister, this is what I did. Music. No, that's fine. It's like it makes the whole learning <laughs> yeah, so, experience so, so, better. So, yeah, and there's connection. It's, it's not like, okay, what did the book say? 
Oh, um, that's that's my style. Oh, <laughs> what am I doing here? Why am I no. So you kind of put your finger here. I think, oh. this, is a, I think this is a G. <laughs> Uh, oh, Corey needs some encouragement. Gumbate, <laughs> you can do it. Uh, <laughs> get a but he's one of the unsung guys in, in music. Thank you. For sure. That, you know, he's people unaware. Who? Of, yeah, yeah. Some people know. The, mu- the musicians know. Well, some yeah. of them. You know. <laughs> well, maybe Only just us. us. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just us. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, you, you need to give yourself more credit then. What, what, you, what you do? I look at Kalei. He knows. I mean, we I gotta know. Gotta hang out with you guys a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. more. You know, we, we know. But to diversify, and I, I tell, and you gotta want to teach because you want to teach, not because I can make more money. Mm. You know, that's always offered, and I, I see that, and that's we've seen bad ukulele teachers. I mean, you want to name any names? No. <laughs> I was waiting. Who's like, here? Okay. <laughs> One of us. No. <laughs> Look to your left. Look to your right. I'm. I was gonna say I'm sitting right here. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, you have here. to really want to help people, and um, yeah. you have to. No, you have to have a passion for yeah. it. You know. You know, Craig and Sarah and I. We always we always brainstorming and having the these conversations about. Yeah, you know. Uh, because they're like the good housekeeping seal of approval. They've been to every festival, festival like on the planet, yeah. and then some. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, some outer space. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Mars. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I'm always asking, "What do you think about this festival?" Say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the great thing is they do recommend me to do uh, certain festivals. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for that. Uh, but I always ask them, what you think? What you think about this teacher? What you think about this? Da, 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 da. And they said, yeah. And you know, Craig, he's brutally honest here. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, you know, diversify, teach, that helps. You know, I when I was working at the post office, um, I used to travel a lot with Walden Kikoha doing gigs. So I would always keep the connections and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of downtime, you know, can I teach a workshop or something? And if it was okay with the promoter, then I, I would, you know. So I, I found, I just found the passion for sharing, especially connecting this with this. Not too many people try and help teach that. You know, I can teach the technical, but there's so many great technical entry-level teachers out there great great teachers you know but then I, I like to say well I'll, I'll teach you more vocabulary if you go past the first three frets you know then it's like learning a language there's more vocabulary over here so you can speak a better language yeah instead of just you always hear this oh, I hit a plateau I, I don't know where to go on board or whatever but you're only playing right here <laughs> you know once you start playing inversion second position third position then it enhances, especially for Hawaiian music, because Hawaiian music is mm-hmm. vamp verse, vamp verse, vamp verse. Whenever we play, whenever I play, I try and vamp differently every vamp. Mm. Nice, just subtly. And you can get like a chord book and see like three or four different ways to play the same chord on the 
fretboard. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that's definitely something to work on. Just taking the songs you already play and just playing yeah, those chords just differently. Just playing on the piano right here. Oh, I can play it here. Oh, I can play it here. You know, people can relate to that. Like if there's 20 people in the class, I tell you play C. They're gonna play C E G right here on the piano, and you get 20 guys playing. You get 20 guys playing this. You know, play. Those are all possible chords. So the sound spectrum is like this. And that's what I that's what I listen to. And I try to encourage people, yeah, if you're playing in groups, that's the best time. Because you're in you're doing it in real time and try it. Don't try and stand out, but try those chords, the inversions. You know. Oh, but we play the same songs over and over at the that's the best time. You already know the song. Just try all the inversions. Oh, okay. And then some people come back. Yeah, I had fun. I was playing all second position. And <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the, again, there are great teachers out there. I just teach something different. Yeah, I like it, though. And what you talk about as far as coming at it from the roots culturally and connecting it with, you know, something that, like is deep in you know the ancestry of this land you know it was born here right (laughs) (laughs) there there's but but then again there's there is connection you know there is there is uh connection because it's like um you hear people play a hawaiian song right but it doesn't sound like hawaiian music there's a difference you know Mm -hmm. playing a hawaiian song and sounding like Hawaiian music, it's like I can play a jazz song, but they're not might be that might not be jazz. I can say I play a blues song, but unless you live the blues, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is different. So Hawaiian music is the same thing, you know. With that, you go to Japan, um, the J- Japanese musicians there, they're playing all the right chords. Mm-hmm. They're playing, all the, you know, they they sound like Napalapalai or they sound like Nahoa or but. It doesn't feel Hawaiian. Yeah, it's not the same feel. Very See, it's yeah. yeah, I heard them. I was yeah. like, yeah, they sound great, but it's, it's just something vibe, missing. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's <clears throat> that organicness that they lack, you know. And it's connecting. They get all of this. They play all the right notes, but it's a little bit too antiseptic. <laughs> yeah. So they 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 gotta fumble sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's a I don't know. Hard, Some, sometimes maybe that's like that's built into you in a certain way you know like it's almost something you have to yeah, grow no, up because with then but... again that's part of our culture yeah, yeah yeah you know i could play a japanese song but they'd look at me and go that doesn't, doesn't feel japanese ex- yeah, yeah. Right. i'm playing yeah. all the right notes right yeah. why doesn't it well maybe i'm not japanese or i didn't grow up in that culture mm-hmm. it's, it's different you know maybe if i grew up there then I, I would have a different perspective and feel for it you know um because you can come here and learn how to feel the Hawaiian music but then to reproduce it is just as you got you got to feel it it's, it's just I think that's a big part of why I'm here you know that I get to immerse myself mm. in like the real vibe you know I'm not trying to absorb it just from recordings or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you just from wanna... like the, the few Hawaiian people that I get to see and, and listening to you talk earlier you sense that you already feel oh, yeah. that there's there's something 
yeah. different about right you know it's not the technical it's like oh no they, they just you gotta hear it you gotta right. you just gotta emulate it yeah you, know, and you gotta but which is why i'm not rushing to do gigs here I, I would rather just kind of sit in it and make sure that i'm groove it yeah so absorbing as much as possible solid we'll see you on tuesday yeah i'll be there <laughs> yeah see, see. nice <laughs> <laughs> too far <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good. But on the 10th, <clears throat> the 10th is when, um, when I leave for Port Townsend. So he's going to have the gig at Nichols 38. Yeah. Come. The town I'll just come to eat. <laughs> yeah. Come to eat with an instrument. I do. Okay. Where's that one? Um, It's on Nimitz. Oh, oh, okay. It's in Kalihi. Oh. It's one of the piers, actually. Okay. 38. Pier 38, <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Outside? Yeah. No, we, we play indoors, but it's 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 open air, mm. it's, so it's not enclosed. It's but like two minutes away from Kakako, from like our shop. Nice. It's like okay. So I'm just gonna take oh, yeah, Corey's yeah, yeah. car and tell him the keys are at Nico's. Do it, do it. <laughs> I'll give him to you, and he he's got to play at least Saturday. two songs before he gets them back. <sighs> How far is September seventh away from now? Next, next week. We're at we're at. Uh, Shirokia, September 7th, 6.30 oh. to 8.30. Alamoana. Village Walk. Village Walk, Internet Stage. Yeah. So, a lot of these places, um, it's not real conducive to going. They're not here. They're not there to see us. Right, right. I mean, people do come to see us, but that's our parents and stuff. No, but <clears throat> that's where Xanax is. Hey, I heard you guys are playing it. Saturday. I'm going to come jam with you guys. Yeah. Shoots. And then we're working hard on musical awareness. Now it's like four musicians there. Where do you fit? Mm-hmm. You don't want to step on anyone's toes, you know. So a lot of it is, I'm just playing on a two and four, listening. Jack, Jack. Yeah. You know. I had a good time when we played with Zanuck because I default farther and farther into the bass player role. Mm-hmm. The more mm-hmm. the more instrumentalists there are, instead of competition, it's like okay, where do we fit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zanuck, take off. Go ahead, Brian, take one. And then he's. He has the musicianship enough to say, "Yeah, Brian, take him," and then he'll freaking lay back, you know. And yes, that, that's is one of the best. That's what yeah, we do absolutely. as far as that's how we use it, you know. Um, and yeah, Corey, Color, you guys are always welcome. Thank you. Oh, you know? uh, yeah, I wanna, I'm gonna come by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, bring an instrument though. Oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but bring an instrument. Bro. I could bring a notepad. No. <laughs> No, what do we do? We, we just have fun, bro. Thrown and in the water. You know, like, like I say, bro, we don't judge too much. Well, too bad. And we don't laugh too loud. We don't, we we don't, don't talk trash too loud, to your face. Bro, so. We won't say it to your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah when Uncle Betty was giving me the lesson, inside, like, his eyes were like, what is she doing? <laughs> no, but you learned, though. But yeah, he was even, happy to even teach me. Watch, you're going to be playing, and then I see Uncle Brian. <laughs> no. And then after song, hey, good job, Corey. Good <laughs> job. Hey, thanks, Corey. <laughs> oh, you can unplug. <laughs> he, he's going to unplug now. <laughs> can you turn down a little? No, but, but, but see, you play, you play Jeremy. You, you guys have played, been put in that position already. Oh, I, through that made me yeah. a, a better player just with other people. Yeah. And then, no see, fear. that's another thing with um, you know the general public. Just because you're an ukulele player or soloist, that doesn't mean you can accompany somebody. But just because you accompany somebody doesn't mean you can do solo mm-hmm. or studio work. 
you know, they just kind of lump. Oh wow, you play ukulele. Can you come play on these tracks? Do you know what you need from the ukulele player? <laughs> like, what are tracks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? What? what? Uh, it's like not every good musician can be a studio musician too. Right, right. It's it's totally. What's good. that clicking sound? <laughs> <laughs> it's not following me. <laughs> can can you move the click? Can mm-hmm. no? Oh. Yeah. So that, that that's the thing, you know. So as ukulele players, um, we we wear many different hats, but we also can showcase the versatility of the ukulele. Mm-hmm as a solo instrument, as an accompanying instrument, as a lead instrument, as a rhythm instrument mm-hmm. with vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's the beauty of and joy of, you know, the instrument we all love. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. How do you say Hallelujah. it? It's Thursday, Sunday. Oh, I only know that much Hawaiian. Oh, man, I would, I would come to your service. Like yeah. this kind of talk, like it just no, I mean, fills me up. Uh, I, I get passionate about anything, anything ukulele. Yeah, that's you awesome. know, I get, I get uh, just the playing, the teaching, the, it's the, contagious, the jamming. Too, you know, um, so that that's where the the confidence com- comes in as far as the the teaching part. Because Excitement. It's like when, when you BSing. teach, it's like you people will. It's it's very valuable information. People will listen and and, and, I, and I think not different, but information that isn't shared a lot, you know, because there is the technical, which, which is great, but it's like, no, how do you connect this with this? You know, th- th- that's, and I, I think people go, oh yeah, how do you then do that? Then it makes the whole thing better, the whole experience. And, it, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's about musical awareness, but it's also next level thinking. You got to be able to do that next level thinking mm-hmm. to enhance what you're doing And here. what you guys are playing too yeah. is, Totally <laughs> next levels. Got to be Blown like Byron away. and ha- be having a conversation with all kinds of music. You can't hear a wrong that. note. Just uh, wait, wait. <laughs> no, but I mean that 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 those those are the guys that inspire me. You know, to be to be a better musician, yeah. not just an ukulele player, just a, a better all around uh, musician, because that's that's the that's what I choose to do now. Mm. You, know? you inspire me. Besides, see. Besides, besides, you know, besides the teaching part, you know, so I retired from the post office after like 30 years. Two weeks after that, my friend, Homekai Lyman calls me, Brian, I got this perfect job for you. I'm like, I just retired. I don't want a job. He said, no, no, you're only teaching Hawaiian Ensemble for five weeks at Kamehameha Schools. Uh, So I had to tell my wife, I need a resume. I've been applied. So I got hired at Kamehameha Schools. I don't have an education degree or a teaching certificate, but I've been teaching Hawaiian Ensemble for the past four years, every summer nice. at Kamehameha Schools. From that, from that gig, I'm hired as a substitute at Kamehameha Schools. <laughs> I got hired as a substitute at Puno. Oh, cool. And they let them do it. And they let... That's when I bullshit hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but see, they, they want more of that kind of teaching. That's why they don't want just the technical. But they yeah. they want the old guy <laughs> sharing it. No, I mean it's almost like you gotta pull it out, like that part that you can't really, like you couldn't teach that in a book so much. Right, like you can right. write it in words, but you gotta evoke yeah. it. You gotta well, pull this? it out of somebody. I do, I do workshops. I don't pass anything out. It's like no, no. You gotta listen. You gotta listen. Follow <laughs> me. These are the chords, and then I, I teach them a song, or and then, and they learn it. Says see. see you don't need you don't need the paper in front of you. 
Because if I give you the paper, it'd be glued on the paper, right? Everyone would be locked in. People in a way that kind of that kind of holds you back too. Yeah, having that. It's they're not paying attention to you yeah. either because they're staring at a. No, but but um, that goes for performance too. You know, a lot of these um, ukulele per, per performances or clubs, you, you've seen this. And grab my music stand, anchor it right in front of me, open the book, and my eyes not going to leave the the book. I just look up every once in a while to see if anybody looking at me. Mm-hmm. Well, which is okay. That's that, that, that's great. That's a great beginning. But I always suggest, you know what? Let's memorize the first verse. Memorize the last verse because that's the first thing people are going to see and then the last thing people are going to see. Memorize the first song and then the last song. You know, the goal is to not need a book or your music to play. Yeah. But that's a Jerry Bird lesson. Don't screw up the beginning and don't screw up the end. Do whatever you like in the middle and you can still be done. Yeah. It's exactly Jerry's lesson, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't miss the last harmonic and don't miss the opening of the solo. That's it. <laughs> but see, that's performance subtleties. That sometimes isn't taught. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, even off stage too, memorizing a song allows you to enjoy it yeah. much more. It enjoys. Yeah. It, it allows you to emote more because mm-hmm. you're paying more attention to, yeah. you know, ov- the overall like performance, the, like the performance, you know, or even just dynamics and stuff like that, rather than just being like, oh, am I playing the right things or Are saying we going the right into words. Friday? We could if you Sorry. want. You know, next time, <laughs> like you, you should bring a lap steel. I, I, I love oh, that yeah. sound. Sure. You know, you should build a lap steel. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You know, Chuck's been making some, and he's been oh, he really was, getting into that. playing too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. Chuck Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, for him. Cool he said it's like been like a. Sick. Like, he's so excited about playing, and he's like practicing. It's so much uh, um, reality for him to work with too. Yeah. If you wanted to do crazy stuff, you know with something it. about the sound. Like I almost lose my balance sometimes. It's like it takes you to another place. It's yeah. So lilting. Yeah. Is that a word? I spell that. I think it I is. Think yeah, that it sounds. Right. I like it. I don't even. Sure yes. Vocabulary is way better than mine. It's what you what you and do when you get old. With the steel lilt, <laughs> no. it, it's it's so unique to every individual mm. yeah. because. Some people are more accurate than others. Right, right, right. And it all depends on <laughs> it's like a singer, the vibrato that you put into the... <clears throat> it's not all the same. If I tell somebody to play a C chord on a steel and another, that won't sound the same. Right. You know, it'll take longer to get to the note, faster to get to... I mean, it's, I used to play steel. Oh. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, took, I took lessons from Jerry Bird. Oh, man, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think at some point, well, all of us did. I mean, Alan Akaka, Greg Sardina, Paul yeah. Kim, these, and... You haven't practiced, huh, Brian? <laughs> no, Jerry. Brian, he used to play this this huge, like... I don't even think it was a Gibson. It was a, like, red sunburst. It looked like a hummingbird, but it wasn't. It was, like, some kind of copy, and it had the deadest, like, acoustic guitar strings, but it sounded exactly like what a steel guitar needed to be accompanied by. So every time when you sat down in there, you're like, oh, yeah. This is exactly what, oh, shit, I didn't practice. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You know, we geek out on tone, like, but a lot of times it's kind of like isolating it individually. But it's a whole nother thing within the context of the layers of playing with other people and what works, you know? Yeah. It's like sometimes, like, th- those old dead strings are just perfect for that situation yeah. and that, you know, that, that sort of... I like uh, that. 
That's gonna be my next post, I think. <laughs> more musicians should be concerned about tone, more about tone than technique. Well, that's mm. yeah. Oh, you know what? I just went to go watch Jimmy Vaughn. Oh, you posted that already? No. I went to go watch Jimmy Vaughn last week at the Blue Note. And it was awesome. He played a Strat with flat wounds. Oh, cool. It sounded so good. It sounded like an L5. Mm, Sounded so good. I was like, bro, what are you doing? He was playing two tweed basements, like sticking up. One was sticking up and one was facing out and was hiding behind the other one. So you could hear his stage volume from like the bar. Because the tone is what makes. A, a lot of the music too right? yeah it's like aside to Tobias we used to listen to a lot of that, the, this old reggae recordings from Jamaica and he was like oh you know these drum heads they couldn't get them they couldn't afford them so that's why they had that sound it's a dead that snare sound is dead and that's why it has that really short mm. sound the reggae As bass a, sound is a really dead sound too and I think that's just because they didn't ever want to change their strings <laughs> Dead oh. straight, everything was dead, but um, they sounded. worked their sound around. When, when I played uh, music with uh, Weldon Kekaoha, Aliko Boy Kalale is the bass player. Yeah. He Alika. never changed his strings. Like, never. Like, never. He bought the guitar, he's like, all right, these strings are going to no, stay but forever. He got that tone yeah. where, and it was a acoustic bass where it sounded more like an upright. He mm. could make it because it just had that deadness in the strings. So maybe that's another um, workshop. That you can teach All right. about no changing strings. <laughs> <laughs> no, about tone. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, because the, again, when you mentioned, I said, yeah, m- people, more people should pay attention to tone. Like when we played all the ukuleles, mm-hmm. we all noticed the different tones yeah. and what it brought—the mm-hmm. roundness, the richness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not everybody can. Mm. Yeah, sense yeah. that they're like, oh no, I need these strings. Like we were talking about strings. Oh no! I need this set because so and so uses this set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and has nothing to do with tone. It just has something to do with, oh, because so and so uses this set. I'm going to use this set, but they're not paying attention to. Yeah, and I mean, some people I've heard before, where it's like something that's less expensive and more expensive. They're like, they sound the same. It's like, well, if they sound the same to you, then you don't need to like worry about it. But for some people, they're like more sensitive to (laughs) what's going to inspire them. Is like you know. Um, yeah, what something that's like really we, we moving all know that cables make a hell of a big difference, oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that's kind of come come to light in the last few years. How much of a difference? Oh, big difference. The uh, mic cables, microphones. Do you use Analysis Plus? Like, I have. I have the. I use the Silvers. Mm. I'm still trying to get Jake's hand me down gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the five thousand dollar cables. <clears throat> Yeah, I said, but I'm not proud. I'll take it, bro. Just whenever you're done, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the cable. Yeah. But for me, it works best on that ukulele. Yeah, I mean, because I, I use a different cable. The, the ukulele is a little brighter. Um, so I want a warmer sounding cable. Does, does yeah. that make sense? Well, Analysis Plus is very, like, true tone and i don't know there's something so natural about it yeah, yeah if yeah. you have an instrument and you just set the eq flat that's it's going to come out sounding very similar to your like i sound. think you you um shared with me the story about abe like Remus. he did he didn't know the difference right until he he um tried them side by side was it at nam i think it was at nam he said then he's like oh wow mm-hmm. make big difference yeah you know 
So, and then you talk about cables. That's a whole nother can of worms you, you, you're opening. Gear. Hmm. Gear. Hmm. All right. Hey, you know this, sh- this shirt? Cynthia, where can people get this? Cynthia just gave uh, us each one yeah. of these super cool designs. On my website. Yeah. Go to CynthiaLynn.com and go to the shop link. I like the design. I don't have anything on my website. They're super comfy. They are. You have a web now, you're joking. I do. No, I'm serious. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I I have a website. It was under construction for like, I don't know, 15 years. years. Uh, But yeah, so I I realized um, after I retired from the post office, when people need to get in touch with me or see what, what I do, especially for the teaching aspect of it they can go to the website and see all the information and pictures and uh, update my uh, gig gig calendar and teaching calendar so people can see where I am. And do you usually like post that stuff on Facebook too as far as where I, you're going to um, be playing and that sort of thing? Or? I, I do post it on, on Facebook. I have two. I have a, a private page with like 4,900 friends. <laughs> and then I have a music page with maybe 12 people. <laughs> <laughs> but I, po- I usually post it on on there, and then I, I put like you know the the link to my website because it's kind of hard to remember. It's www.briantolentino.com. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to. You want to write it down? That's very creative. <laughs> yeah, fifteen years in the making. <laughs> and Craig and Sarah helped me with that. Oh, I just went over to their house, San Diego. Yeah, Craig's really. Good. Here's my credit card. Let's do this. I had a dom- domain name what did, for What did uh, Craig say? Oh, first, uncle, you have to get a computer. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? He teases me all the time. Did you bring your zip drive? <laughs> zip, zip up? So when they played yeah. at the um, uh, Salt, I'm taking pictures of him. He said, six plus, baby. <laughs> That's just my phone. <laughs> and he's cracking up. I caught him. Laughing, laughing. One of my favorite pictures of him. <laughs> but yeah, Craig, Craig and Sarah, they're, um, what I love about them, um, it, it's ukulele people helping ukulele people. You know, so they know. They, they, they know they've been, they've done, and they, they, um, they do. Craig is an excellent photographer. I think that's what he got his degree in. Photography really? and photography. videography. Videography. So, you know, he, he, he takes pictures and he I'm does all the recordings. Of some of his he does equipment. The, He's their, got uh, some really good lenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you guys geek out over the Ooh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so, um, and that's what I love about them. They're ukulele people helping ukulele people. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, you know. Yeah? I mean, no, same no. with you guys. It's like this community is real. And I mean, Thank you guys so much for coming down. I hope oh, we no. can this awesome. do this, this regularly. Uh, thank you. I, I, I talk too much, but that's okay. No, but, no, no, but, no, 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 no that's the passion. Awesome. I know. This is amazing. You know, this is like a whole second You're set. Saying real just, stuff. Oh, let's play a song. But thank you for for having us. Um, I'm sure we will do more of this. I, I I love just yeah. you know hanging out with these guys. We next time we should all just come to Nico's and film us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that would be, be cool. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so every I'm Christmas, bring my every Christmas, um, for the past five years, oh yeah, I put together an ukulele kanikapila. Maybe I shouldn't say. 
Yep. Shush. Yeah. Never mind. Hmm? No, at um, Shriners Hospital. Oh. Mm. So I get a bunch of us ukuleles, <coughs> twenty, thirty of us, and we play for the patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the annual snow drop. And it's kids, right? Kids. Yeah. The, kids in their yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids. So they they drop the snow on the lawn, and there's me, Jake, Kale comes, Honoka Nazita, uh, Hale, Kaponuna Ili Ili, and Kapena. Kapenas, yeah. um, Nali Ai, Raitea, Pomeka Ilaimen. And we just play only ukulele. We Danny sing, and Byron we, Danny and Byron come. Knock everybody out, man. You know, I have some of my students and some of my friends, um, strummers, pickers, singers, and we just play. Just make a joyous sound for everybody. You know, pe- people always say, that. hey, we want to come. It's like, you know how much I would have to charge before this entertainment. But selfishly, um, I do it and we do it. Because it's during December, and it's a chance for us musicians to get together mm-hmm. and, and just hang. And, and it feels good to do stuff like that, and, right? And give back. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at I, these kids going through such hard times. In the past, like, I don't know, six six years, maybe. Yeah. Unadvertised. Awesome. Kale has been there every year, I think, yeah? Or think, or mostly every year. I think I only missed one one so far. Yeah. Jake even... You even sang yeah one year. Yeah. I saw a yeah, video. I, I I did see a video. It's from that that event. Yeah, yeah. He sang. So we we just have fun doing it, and it's only ukulele. You know, it's only ukulele. And then sometimes we will feature. Say, oh no, Kale, play a couple songs. Or Benny Byron play a couple songs. Uh, Pomekai Lyman will come, bring her whole family, and they do like a small presentation. Oh. Cynthia's coming this year. I'll come. What is it? I gotta check the date. Okay. But it's usually like it's a f- usually Friday in December. Yeah, but you cannot tell your friends like on podcasts or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna give you the date. Yet. Suddenly, there's a ton of people showing. <laughs> Watch yeah. tomorrow yeah. like 500 emails. No. Yeah. About uh, but thank, yeah, th- no, no. Thank you for having us. Sweet. Yeah. This was fun. I want to do this more often. Yes. Totally. Talk, talk about stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there are enough videos and stuff of performances out there. There's a ton of stuff, yeah. But nobody sits and talks shop. Going deep with it. At length, yeah. too, yeah. It's At not length. like... Yeah. What kind of strings do you use? Like, what about effects? What about, you know... And I think that's the next level. People want to know how we use stuff or how... Uh, why we use stuff. Why we don't use stuff. You know? I think some people kind of like wander the internet looking to be um, entertained or just like have their senses just, like you know. De- yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's like these type of things are just like, well, they're just talking for so long. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like you have to actually, you know, care and, and be. So it's like yeah. it's getting into like a niche market of people that yeah. are that interested, but they're there and it's oh, awesome. Sure. And we love, yeah. you know, our yeah. community I, that, I, that watches. I love and, that. And, you know, and the, for the most part, the ukulele community, a bunch of happy people. Yeah. yeah. They have to be. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's some angry ukulele players. But it's rare, yeah. <laughs> Corey. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm like... Oh, why don't you say my name already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> no, but yeah. And I think um, by doing this, the people actually get to know us better. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and there's even yeah. more connection. 
Well, they might hate us. I, I mean, <laughs> on a selfish level, I'd like to have these conversations. It gives me a reason. Like, for. Oh, even without the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah, guys, like, yeah. It's, well, it's, uh, it's just great to have times, a reason for you to come down. Here. A lot of times, artists um, only see each other at gigs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. Or a festival. You know, mm-hmm. you all perform together, but you don't have a lot of time to hang and talk story together, you know? And, like, that's the best part. You yeah. Know? That's why I always bum rush Craig and Sarah's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming this weekend. Oh, okay. And then we just talk shop. We talk about everything. Yeah. You know, or when we go to lunch with Byron them, and, you know, we just we just talk and play and like like this. There aren't many times where, like Cynthia said, that we're always in passing. Mm-hmm. Always in passing. You know, or at the retreat. You know, yeah. we really didn't have time. We had some downtime, we'd talk, but we're always teaching. Mm-hmm. We're always, you know. And we're talking when we're about to go to bed. It's like, uh, yeah. Separate rooms. We're in separate rooms. Go to sleep. Make that clear. Pillow talk. Make that clear. <laughs> Pillow talk. And music. <laughs> music talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was hot during the retreat. <laughs> it was so funny. There was okay, three bedrooms. Three bedrooms in the cottage we had. One long, like, uh, uh, hallway living room. There was one air conditioner about this big. We had three fans blowing in the whole place. Yeah. We each yeah. brought a fan from home. It was that. Like, oh, wow. That's where you just like open the fridge and just kind of sit, <laughs> sit Put your head in there. I told him, you know what? Just leave the freezer open. We had frozen <laughs> towels inside of the fridge. That's what I used to do. It's like, like oh, fall asleep with ice packs and wake up. Just yeah, drenched. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, let, let, let's, let's do this more often. Yeah. Even if, if you guys want to do it like right remote, we will eat lunch or do something. And yeah, we could set Let's up get something. Food like can I have a podcast at Dong Yang's? <laughs> that would be mean. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm, I'm totally no. Actually, those those kinds of you know, you or do something. It on Facebook Live or something, and just shoot it for however long you had lunch yeah. and talk about all kinds. I'm super picky on like quality like you know I was, say food no, 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 i eat everything but but like you know like i when we were doing those those uh, recordings at salt like i would bring this whole rig down no, there remember. to be able to run a separate mm. line to so I, I have a splitter that takes it in and then we're running to the main board and then the secondary to an ad converter so like but it's like for me it's like ah, I just, there's just so much here. recordings out there that are like you know phone quality or just stuff no, that I'm just I'm like ah it doesn't do it justice that you can know? fit in Dong Yang we can roll it oh. in man <laughs> we got the salt we can get it down the street well you gotta criticize my phone recordings <laughs> nah nah, nah. <laughs> well, I mean the even when I watch it back it's like who's that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's all no. but yeah this is this is great this is great um, sharing sharing our mana'o sharing stories and uh, hopefully it, it helps the ukulele community. It does. Whether it, you know, playing, technical, whatever, you know, where to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's yeah. that, too. Now, we got to do this again soon. Thank okay. you so much, yeah. guys. Yeah. Shoot, shoot. All sounds, right. sounds like a plan. See, Cynthia said, no, you know, maybe I'll stay here 20 minutes and then I'll I, I know. She's, <laughs> like, she's, <laughs> she's still here. Like three Four hours, hours later. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow, you were calling for <laughs> real? You know, no, there's, there's some people where it's like the oh, the invitation is open. Like, whenever you have time, let me know. And it's like, you guys definitely is, fit that category. I really I really just like to talk with artists behind the scenes. It's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, because we learn, we learn, we learn. Yeah. Basically. You know, we learn. And, uh, well, and there, that's a great thing. there just aren't that many people doing what we do. 
you know, and to, mm-hmm. for us to be able to share, that's awesome. It's, uh, it's, you know, I've seen Clay at like a couple of festivals, but we never had a chance to just like have a conversation. Mm, no, yeah. we gotta wait till now. No, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always know Cynthia, but it, it was always in passing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how you, how you? But th- we never had a chance to. Like we yeah. can't just know each today, other from social media. Got we story. gotta have like some real conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Thanks. too much fluff, though, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you All next right, time. Catch you guys. Thank Catch you so you guys much. Later. Aloha. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was a good party. <laughs> oh, Brian, Uncle Brian. Down. <laughs> <laughs>